What's going on, motherfuckers? This is episode 30 of Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. Episode 30. You know, 30 is the new 20, Mike. I've heard. Yeah, 30 is the new fucking 20. That's the whole thing. Is like, um, so everything is uh, older, right? You, you can be a little bit older for everything, except for all the dumb bras that are saying that still can't have children when they're 50. I mean, by the time they're 50, maybe. Could be. Who the fuck knows? You know what I'm saying? Like, you think about the advances in modern medicine. Some chicks out here are having kids at 50. It's expensive to freeze eggs. We thought, we thought about talk, freezing some of my chicks' eggs because we don't really want kids, but we think at some point we'll have the mental stability to want them. Mm. You know, because uh, I'm a pretty solid uncle, but okay. like dad, I don't think I can dad. No. That's a lot. That is it's quite a bit. And like, here's the thing is like, I know all of the fundamental things wrong that all of the dads I've ever met have done because people tend to tell me things. You know what I mean? Are you one of those people? What do you mean? So, like, I have a lot of friends who tell me, like, the ways that their dad was shitty and how it fucked them up. And I'm just like, eh, it seems not that bad. But uh, it seems to have fucked you up in some way. And I uh, now don't want to be a dad. That and also, I've had, like, you know, my brother got hurt when I was a kid. And then, like, my, uh, my niece was sick. And I just, I can't imagine having my own sick kid. But you also kind of just got your whole, like, being a parent thing out of the way. By having a cat? No, like, you had to take care of your brother. You had to, you know, you had to be the man of the house at a young age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that, that like, what are a lot of people talk about the, like, joys of fatherhood is, like, is mostly just about growing up and being like, well, I'm not just living for me anymore. Like, I'm part of a team, you know? Like, I, I need to provide for... I've never been in a team sports, Mike. That's why I like watching fights. I mean, uh, look, I'll support a tag team champion, I suppose. But, uh, uh, you know, I don't even like to play doubles in handball. I, I don't like being part of a team. Being part of a couple is brutal. Mm. You know? I mean, you know, I, yeah, all right. I can't imagine not being able to turn off children. You know what, what I mean? Like, they're always going to... It's just... People, like, when people, like, I feel like the reason why so many people have, like, these aggressive feelings towards their parents is nobody really, I think 90% of people who had kids were just kind of like, well, you're supposed to have kids. And so they had kids, and then they were like, oh, fuck, this is, like, 20 years. Mm. It's way longer than that. It's way longer than that, especially nowadays. Uh, adolescence is prolonged. Mm. Um but it's very strange. Like, I, I can't imagine that once a kid's 16, I mean, I guess if it was a girl, you know, they're weaker. But like a man, a 16-year-old man in my house, I'm like, what are you doing here? I mean, in 16 years from now, you would, that'd be, that'd be, might be an issue for you. Oh, I mean, if I have a son, I'm training daily. Like, there's, I'm not losing an edge. I'm going to look like Scott Steiner. So maybe that's the motivation. True. I think I think if I have a son, because clearly we're going to have to have a fist fight. I am part Irish. Right. So I think I start, like, I think I start juicing immediately. I start, in my free time, I'm constantly training if I have a son. It's fair. I mean, are you going to, you're Cause really Because I just... figure I only have the five years until he can start training as a head start. You're going to have your kids start training at five? I might fake my own death to turn him into Batman. Yeah, I kind of dig that. Will you be Alfred? 
a bumbling Alfred? <laughs> I was thinking about being the like. Can I be the the like? You know, if you're gonna fake your own death, can I be the you? You want to be Joe Fixit in the alley? I was gonna be the 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 Jack Napier, if you will. Oh, you. <laughs> So you want to you want to fake kill me in an alley? Yeah, I want to, but like poetically, but right? Like I want to s- slam poetry over you, asking if you ever danced with the devil in the cold moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, I would love the idea of having a son who is uh, uh, his only vendetta is against slam poets, <laughs> and he just goes into slam poetry jams. And just ninjutsus them. Well, no, because I feel like it would be, like, because Batman didn't have a thing. Like, he wouldn't go to, like, clown colleges and just start fucking opening fire, you know? The Joker wasn't a clown. It wasn't the Joker that killed Batman's parents. But Jack Napier was, I mean, in the the, uh, Tim Burton movies, it was. Yeah, in the Tim Burton movies, it was. That's what I'm saying. I gotta be, I gotta be hitting you with them fucking snappy one-liners, like Jack. The slam poet. First of all, that is a great heel wrestling persona. The slam poet. How Corey Castle isn't currently doing that yeah, blows my that's mind. That's actually hilarious. The guy who comes out as like the poet laureate and just body slams a dude and then just, oh, just yeah, it's it's just the genius or whatever fucking uh, Damien Sandow being the intellectual savior of the masses, or whatever it is. I was going to say, like Elias, but with yeah, poetry but, instead yeah, of is, song. Yeah, which is bongos. Bongos mm. are so much more annoying than a guitar. Yeah, that's fair. And you can hurt somebody with some bongos. But more importantly, uh, my son will be Batman if I had one. Right? I think that's I think that's the biggest takeaway from this episode thus far. Yeah, I, it, so... Now, does that mean I walk out on my son? I think maybe I fake my own death and then get drastic cosmetic surgery. Maybe I'm the Alfred. You're going to Alfred your own uh, yeah, I, Master Wayne? I show up. I learn a British accent. I get a uh, face-off with Michael Caine or some other British guy, right? Okay. Uh, I face-off them. Wait, you need to face-off to do the accent? No, no, no. <laughs> I'll learn the accent. That I'll, I'll put in the work. So well, why are you? Well, I'm recovering from face-offs. Well, because my son, even at five years old, will recognize me after we go see Zorro, probably the Catherine J- Zeta Jones one re- when they re-release it. And then no, I feel like Zorro's due for a re-release. You think? So? You know, there's a dope Django versus Zorro comic for real that Quentin Tarantino like ghost wrote. Um, that sounds pretty. They should sick. just make that. But so I'll face off myself with like a British dude. So that I could come in and be like, I, I'm a butler. They are making that movie. They Holy are? Holy shit. That's going to be dope. First of all, just Quentin Tarantino fucking uh, handling a, a known character is going to be an interesting move. Yeah, it's uh, and also uh, I no. think Django super underrated as far as his movies go. It's, uh, it's, it's not going to be... Like, Tarantino's going to produce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerard... Gerard Carmichael is the writer. Okay, that could still be good. Yeah, so it's uh, uh, Johnston McCulley and Quentin Tarantino are being given credit for the characters, and then three people are being given credit for the comic that it's based off of, including Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. But Gerard is the is the writer of the of the movie. See, but there's no way I could fake my own death and then turn my son into Django because I would prefer that. Well, I mean, it depends, right? Like, what what are the means of your death, right? Well, no, Django, Django's, I guess Django's, like, main 
drive is that the woman he loves is still alive. Mm-hmm. And like that's what's fueling his fucking vengeance and all that. Yes. You know? So what I'm saying is... Like, Django wasn't trying to clean up the Wild West. No. He was just he like... He was just trying to fuck up some people. Yeah, just give me my lady, let me fuck you people up. For... Yeah, I think maybe the world more needs a Batman. The world kind of does need a Batman. So if I... So when I fake my own death because you slam poetry, kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, or I just kill myself because I allow... So that's actually a good... That's a good one. That's a good tragic death for my kid, right? So I goaded you back into slam poetry. Mm-hmm. And then it uh, it unleashed a madness within you, mm-hmm. as it should. Right. As it should turn you into a schizophrenic right. weirdo dork. And you kill me right. in front of my son. Mm-hmm. And then I get the face-off surgery and come back as a British guy. And then I'm just like, all right, and it, it's like uh, I'm uh, rising you now, right? I'm getting there. I'm getting. I'm gonna learn the accent. Mike. Okay. This isn't. This isn't the accent. I'm gonna. But you're gonna call him like you. Are you gonna call him Master Wayne or? I'll call him. Uh, uh, I don't know what I would name my son. What should I name my son? I mean, if you're gonna name him, if he's gonna become Batman, I'll call him should... Master Brooklyn. Yeah, you could just name him Bruce Wayne. I always said I wanted to name if I had a son, Bruce Wayne Faga would be my son's name, and everybody's like, "You're an asshole." Here's the thing. I think when I first said that 25 years ago, not as douchey as it is now. Oh, significantly more douchey now. Because just because of the proliferation of superhero movies in media, right? Well, Back then, it was just the Batman, Tim Burton movies in the cartoon. Well, but there was also, yeah, I mean, there's Batman, Tim Burton, there's the, the cartoons, there's the comics, there's the 1960s Adam West Batman. But I'm just saying, superheroes weren't as part as a part of consumerism popular culture as they are now. Yeah, no, it was 98's uh, X-Men that really flipped the switch on that. The movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always thought that was a funny thing in the comics. It was um, Ultimate X-Men and Ultimate Mm Spider-Man were written to try to get the audience from the movies. From that that series, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans and the X-Men movies, right? They were like, literally like... Because co- jumping into Marvel comics is a little intimidating for somebody who's never been involved. Yeah. Um, like, especially as a, even as, like, an adult or, like, a teenager. Because there's so many years of canon that you have to catch up on. Right. Um, so they created Ultimate X-Men and Ultimate uh, Spider-Man. And then based the entire MCU off of Ultimate Avengers. Is yeah. that true? Yeah, like they, it kind of started like the stuff that they started writing into those Ultimate comics started feeding into the movies, and now the stuff that's in the movies feeds into the comics. It's fucking bizarre. Like, so obviously uh, Nick Fury was a white guy forever, right? Uh, I don't know how it happened. I, I tapped out after. Norman Osborn got knocked out as the director of Shield on Marvel Comics. Okay. And uh I don't know how it happened but I like just grabbed a Deadpool comic and S- Nick Fury Jr is a black man that looks a lot like Samuel L Jackson and I think is was run at some point was running Shield. Makes so, sense. So now the comics look more like the movies. Mhm. It's very strange. I mean, you know, it's, which is it's, something I don't want my son, who's busy enacting vengeance on all slam poets, to know about. 
<laughs> well, I guess my yeah, I mean, especially if he finds out about you know, if Bruce Wayne Fega finds out about Bruce Wayne becoming Batman, you know, I think that might poke well, and, that's the and thing. his like, British butler that might poke some holes in in his in his life. No, no, no. I think he'd be like, well, there's a lot of parallels here. I and that would just sh- drive him... That would drive him further into becoming a Batman. Maybe he's not Batman. Maybe we throw something uh, more intimidating, but more... You know, I'm more... I have more of an edge to me than a Bruce Wayne would have. Mm. Than a Thomas Wayne, mm. right? So maybe we throw, like, a pit bull through the window. Okay. Or, like, something like that. You want to call him Pitbull Man? Yeah. He's going to dress up you know, like Mr. Mr. 305? Mr. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> he could teleport. <laughs> You know, that's now. Now I'm just having fun picturing Pitbull fucking fighting just crime, dance fighting crime throughout the dance streets. Dance fighting of slam poets. Mm. I love the idea of a dance hall. Like, what, what do you classify? Is Pitbull? He's not a rapper, really. Like him, just fighting slam poets. Like that's kind of rap. Slam. No, what what Pitbull, Pitbull does, does? Yeah, I guess is he's he's kind of an anomaly. Put it on my life, baby. What what is he doing? Well, I mean, it's like it's pop, but it rhymes. I yeah, I guess it's so fucking. Str- I feel like every time the Mambo Number Five guy sees fucking Pitbull, he's just like, "Damn, I was just twenty years too late." Like he was just too old. He's like, "I could just be doing that." Come on, had- you think you think Lou Bega had Pitbull swag? No, but I think if they had had. When he so he was old when Mambo Number no. Five came out, right? Lou Bega? I think so. I don't know. I feel like he was old, and that just kind of happened for him. I feel like if he had just had fucking beats, no, he was twenty four at the time. Really, bro? He was he was born in seventy five. That guy's not a hundred years old. That song came out in uh, nineteen ninety nine. Take a guess what uh, his ethnicity his ethnicity is, or nationality, I should say. I'm gonna say. Peruvian. German. Lubega. David Lubega. Wait, let me see this name written out. Uh-huh. Lu- Mambo number five guy is German. Uh-huh. All right, well, uh, I guess we found the first ever real documented case of cultural appropriation. <laughs> this is... Dave. Oh, because it... Uh-huh. Wow! Uh-huh. Because, yeah, Lubega... That looks like a German name. Right. Because it probably might be Labaga or something like that. Sure. Wow. He's, he was born in Munich. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, he started performing 1988. Uh, that's the year I was born. He was... Uh... Oh, so he, he did have 10 years. I feel like he saw Pitbull and was like, if I had just started with these beats in 1988, I wouldn't have taken me 1999 to write one hit. Mm. Why does he act so Spanish? He's got a Sicilian mother and a Ugandan father. Is it Kamala? Could be the Ugandan giant. I don't think. Uh, I don't think his father is a giant. No. Hmm. Um. As a teenager, he traveled to Miami, Florida, where he found the inspiration for his hit single "Mambo Number no. Five. Uh, he also lived in Uganda for six months. So, I mean, wait, yeah, really? He did. And he went out, dude. I think maybe it, his dad is Kamala. Could be. It's possible. Um, you know what we got to do? We got to find him, and then we have to like 
I'll dress up like the Undertaker, and if he acts super scared, we know that he's part Kamala. You're not wrong, right? And now and that'll help Kamala. me. That'll help me with my master of disguise thing, right? Because I'm going to need to face off a British man mm-hmm. uh, to 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 be the Alfred for my son mm-hmm. that I don't have yet. Also, I don't know what my chick's going to be doing. I mean, you might have to really kill her. No. Well, what does she do? There's no other mm. Alfred. There's no girl Alfred. There's no Alice. She could become Batgirl. Mm. Now you're right. I should probably kill her. I mean, it's the only way, Mike. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want you to. That seems terrible. Look, when she listens back to this, I think she can agree. We tried. We tried our best. Every possible scenario. We tr- I mean, look. There's nothing. She can't face off with a British dude and become Alfred. That doesn't make even a little sense. I don't even think she could. First of all, I'm better cook than her. Alfred's a cook. He's got to cook the Batman food. Mm-hmm. You, Batman needs sustenance. So I'm the cook in the household. All right. Point counterpoint. Uh, who's going to be building the Batcave for him? I'm going to probably need to get a contractor. Mm-hmm. Luckily, my stalwart producer, a.k.a. the guy who murdered me, <laughs> used to run a contracting company that was a family business. Maybe your family will owe me something after you've murdered me in the street, Mike. Mm. So I'll come to them dressed as the British guy, and I'll be like, look in it, <laughs> Mr. Harrington. In your, right, right. Uh, your, son, your son done shot uh, my friend Chris, and I'm going to need you to build me a cave. Right? And then he'll just he'll feel so guilty. So I'll show him a picture of my son uh-huh. crying over my dead body, my yeah. so-called dead body. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, your son did this, so you owe me a cave. And I think uh, your family will build me a cave. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Either that or maybe the David Prize will come through, finally. Mm. Dude, if you were to go to the David Prize and be like, all right. Bad cave? Huh? Mm-hmm. Under an Italian deli? Uh, my father was murdered yeah. in the streets in by it? a slam poet. Yeah, by a white slam poet. Mm-hmm. We need to bring. He was trying to stop cultural appropriation. We need he to... had he had murdered Lou Bega earlier the day in the day. Lou Bega's got to die at this point. I think in order for this plan to work, Lou Bega has to die. <sighs> now that also leaves the Mastercard commercials open for you. He's in Mastercard commercials. Yes, sir. Lou Bega. Some credit card. Uh, okay, I mean, look. It is what it is. You know? My family is going to be giving you a free Batcave. I get I to think, be in some commercials. Yeah, it's going to be... This is going to be win-win for everybody except my girlfriend who has to die. Hey, you know what? And the kid who thinks that their parents are dead forever because of my... You know, by the time we get to this, right? Because I have to have the kid. It has mm-hmm. to be five years. Mm-hmm. Then we have to have a screening of Zorro. Well, probably Zorro versus Django. Right. Whatever. Um, and then um, I have to get murdered, right? And then he has to have a few years listless. Mm-hmm. And then I show up, and I'm like, right, right. We're, we're going to get you right now, Mr. Bruce, Master Bruce Wayne. And then, like, I'll send him off to fight the League of Assassins, which is really just, um, I don't know, probably a motorcycle gang in Asia somewhere. Some sort of Yakuza. Are they in on it, too? I mean, I feel like he'll just go there and do that. 
You think you think at that point, 18, 19 years old? I'll have, have been training him a little. Like I'll have him, he'll go to the grappling club and learn how to grapple. Okay. Um right? Shane Smith teach him how to shoot some guns. Is this yeah. is your Batman's gonna have guns, obviously. Um yes. We're not this it would be ridiculous. Like, this isn't a comic book, all right? Obviously, my Batman has to have guns. Obviously. Like, it's, come on, let's not be ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's the only way it makes sense. I'll give you that. Yeah. Look, we're talking about the Lou Bega thing, so we should move on. What? Huh? Come back to some of that later. But this was a story that uh, I wanted to talk about a couple weeks ago, and uh, we didn't, I don't think we got to it, but me and you talked about it a little bit. Um, my buddy Pasha sent me this. Uh, um, so the National Lawyers Guild, I want you to pull a picture of this lady. Um, their former, their first Latina president. Ooh. So uh, is a white woman. Oh, no. Now, she Lou Bagged them, is what I like <laughs> to say. Now, so most people would say she racial dolezaled them. But no, now we are all going to say she Lou Bagged them. Um, but so this woman, uh, her name is Natasha Licia Ora Bonin, which sounds like a Puerto Rican lady name. Yeah. Um, she positioned herself as an advocate for Latinx communities, most recently, ident- most recently identifying as a Puerto Rican woman from New York. Mm. Now... What were they able to catch her when she said Latinx? Yeah, that's how that's how they knew. No, she just said Latinx, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't call ourselves that." Yeah, that is some white people. You shit. must be a white lady, <laughs> all right, white lady. Um, but it, yeah, so she so she's done this. I, I'm wondering. So now it's been Elizabeth Warren, right? Mm-hmm. Lou Bega, which we just found out about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this lady, um, Natasha, how many of these are going to come out? Rachel Dolezal is obviously a big one, too. Uh, they just had another one at uh, George Washington University in St. Louis. What was that? The head of African-American studies. Can I see a picture of the men? Uh, yeah, let me see. Because at least Natasha here, like, she could be Puerto Rican. Uh yeah, give me one second. Uh, African American. Well, here's the thing. So she's uh uh, a, this is what she said to El Diario, which is the uh, Spanish newspaper. I think I think they're mostly in New York. Oh, here sure. it is. I got her. Oh, you got the African American studies yeah. guy. Uh, that is uh female Jessica Krug. And she was saying this lady was saying she was black. Mm-hmm. She looks more Puerto Rican than this fucking fake Puerto Rican lady. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. Here's a weird. Here's a reverse of this. Do you think that that guy? Hold on, hold on. Go back to the picture of her and her boyfriend. Now, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Um. Oh, that's just a friend of hers. Okay, I thought that was a boyfriend. That's know. gotta be weird to a boyfriend. Like. So, like, do you stick with? But there is this weird thing. So Rachel Dolezal was married to a black man and then gradually became a black lady, right? Uh, your guess is as good as mine, sure. I, I believe that's what happened. Um, so I have an uncle, my uncle Alan, on okay. my Irish side, right? Mm-hmm. Who is a 
he's a white passing black dude. Like you wouldn't necessarily think of him as a black dude, but I met his parents. They were certainly both black people. He just is a, they were both like kind of light and he's just very like, you wouldn't think he was Irish. He's married to an Irish lady, but he is, uh, it's not immediately. Like I remember, um, my buddy Phil met him. I was like, your uncle's got big hands. I was like, well, he's a black dude. And he was like, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, but like, he's kind of just an Irish guy now. Like he's a dorky Irish dad now. Like he wears kilts. What? He wears kilts often. Just because he married an Irish broad? I mean, it's been 30 something years. Irish people don't even wear kilts. That's a Scottish thing. He's the. No, Irish people wear kilts. Mm. You would go to that parade? They're wearing kilts, Mike. Mm. I think that's where it started is that he marched with my grandfather in the St. Patrick's Day parade. Here's the fucking funny thing um, my grandma, so apparently uh, when my aunt brought him around, my mom knew he was black, and uh, no one else did. And uh, obviously, my alcoholic, drug addict mother cannot keep a secret. Obviously. Uh, but my grandmother, sw- so they were just like, yeah, just tell mom she's Scottish. This is what he's like, he's Scottish. You know, I wouldn't guess Scottish. <laughs> you might guess some sort of South American. He's got, you know, you know, he's got, he's got similar hair to the bad guy. He's like a, you know, like, you know, when like the bad guy in Breaking Bad, he's got that kind of look. He's kind of a bigger dude than that guy. You know what I'm talking about? Gus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's got, but you know how like when that guy gets frazzled, his like wavy hair comes out? Mm -hmm. He kind of looks like that. Um, You would never get that guy Scottish. My grandma's like, I knew he was black. I was like, I'm not sure he's black. I've known him my whole life. (laughs) You're not sure? No, I'm I'm sure. Like I said, I'd known his mother. But like, (laughs) If I didn't, if I had never seen the guy's mother, I would you wouldn't call the you wouldn't be like I'm calling this. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is like if my uncle can go from being a black guy to Irish, and now people he just wears a kilt, not all the time, but he'll wear a kilt out, and it's like nobody does nobody questions whether or not he's Irish. He's just with an Irish lady wearing a kilt. Sure, they're like I guess you're Irish. So like. This must happen to these people because this woman is basically saying she married a Puerto Rican guy and just became a Puerto Rican person. Uh, that's what the Latina lady saying. Yeah, she's saying like I identify as a Puerto Rican woman because of my family and the people I choose to be around. Here, here's the quote: "I am racially white and have always said that. However, my cultural identity was formed as a result of my family, both chosen and chosen for me." That's a weird sentence. And that has always been Latinx. My identity is my most authentic expression of who I am and how I pay honor to the people who have formed me since I was a child. Okay. Um, My biological origins are Italian, atheist, Jewish, Sephardic. That's how she passes Puerto Rican. Italian and Sephardic together. It's like, I guess he it. Um. Some unknown adopted grandfather and who knows what else. My biological parents were born in the United States and I was raised with only one of them. She's trying to throw the, well, I could be Spanish. I only know know. one of my biological parents. Yeah, I never met my dad. I mean, as far as, I knew a kid, uh, this kid Peter, who was very clearly a Russian kid, right? He's from Uptown. He's from Washington Heights, though. 
And he always said he was half Puerto Rican. And we were always just like, all right, I don't believe you. You just like grew up in Washington Heights. And so we all kind of like are just like, I get it. You want to be Puerto Rican because you live in Washington Heights. If I lived in Washington Heights, I'd probably want to pretend I was Puerto Rican also. Sure. Um, And then uh, sometime in my 20s, he called me. I hadn't seen him in a couple months. He called me. And he goes, hey, I just want to tell you, like, I'm not Puerto Rican. And I'm like, I really hadn't thought about this in six years, but okay. Um, and he goes, he goes, you know, I just always thought my stepfather, I always thought my mom was banging my stepfather before they got together, and he's Puerto Rican. And I'm like, I don't even know if this is a new lie to cover up your old lie. That's wild. Yeah. So this has been happening forever with all sorts of... I knew another kid. I Actually, this is what's crazy. I knew a different kid named Peter when I was super young. Super... He, way younger. Uh, in, like, junior high school. Lived on, like, 12th Street in Brooklyn. And he would say he was, like... He would, like, call me white boy. But I'm like, this is the most Irish-looking kid ever. And fucking his buddy Dave, who was, like, a fucking hairy Spanish dude, was just like, did Peter... Is Peter saying he's Puerto Rican again? And he smacked him. <laughs> he's like, this kid swears he's got Spanish blood in him. I hate him. I was like, you guys are best friends. He's like, I don't give a shit. So that's why he called you? Because there was other people who were chasing him down? Like, you saying you're Spanish? No, this was, these are two different people named Peter that told me that they were Puerto Rican in their life. Okay. Um, but this kid called me and he was just like, just so you know. And I was like, what a weird thing to think you need to tell someone. Like, that kid was having a real crisis of identity. Where he was like, I, I, and apparently I wasn't the only one. He called Reef too. And he was like, he was like, yeah, just so you know. And I, two days later, I called him and I go, I go, did, did Peter call you? And he goes, yeah, he called me too. Apparently he's just making amends for pretending to be Puerto Rican. Why would he make amends to you though? I, I don't know. Like, I guess why he, wouldn't he hit up all of the Puerto Rican kids in the neighborhood first? Yeah, I don't even live in Washington Heights. I never have. It's a fucking strange thing. That is very odd. But this lady, I'm wondering how many more, like, so we've got Elizabeth Warren. You just said that lady from the, what was her, what was her story? Uh, so I was just looking at it here. Like the, the, um, looks like she is married to a black dude. Okay. I think maybe, I don't know. I would you tell me so. if you're a white lady. Oh my God. Is that Lou Bega? No, it looks like she's... I mean, that looks like a Puerto Rican guy. Kinda, yeah. I mean, I guess it could be a black guy. Hold on, wait. I mean, he Dr. looks... Dr. Michael Leitman is probably a black guy. Oh, wait. One of the very few white Ashkenazi Jewish voices. That's her husband? No, 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 no. I think I think he was just defending uh, her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, she's Jewish. Uh, uh-huh. And somebody wrote it, an article defending her called There's a Jessica Krug in Every Jew. A what? Yeah, did you pull, pull that back up that you just pulled off the screen? Mm hmm. Because uh, I, I would like you to click that. There's a, uh, his sorry ass pathetic and pitiful short essay. There's a Jessica Krug in Every Jew. Is she? I'm trying to load this. I'm, this must have been pulled. Oh, wait. Nope. It's still very real. Damn, dog. 
Do you want me to read this? Yes. A few days ago, a George Washington University African history professor confessed that she had pretended for many years to be of Afro-Latina descent when, in fact, she was white and Jewish. As part of her identity, she even spoke against the state of Israel and police brutality and, according to JTA, delivered testimony virtually in a New York City council meeting in which she criticized the New York Police Department as being trained by the Israeli army. The confession left everyone in shock, and she herself apparently is in a deep state of remorse. I should not... I should absolutely be canceled, she wrote. You should absolutely cancel me, and I absolutely cancel myself, she continued. Towards the end, she wrote, I have to figure out how to be a person that I don't believe should exist. Uh, yet Jessica Krug is not an exception. She's an eccentric expression of a problem from which the majority of Jews suffer and which U.S. Jewry is the most prominent example. First of all, are we allowed to use the word Jewry? I mean, they are. Damn it! I don't know if we are. I would love to start calling like bagel stores jewelries. Oh, dude, that would be so dope. Fuck, are we not allowed to use that? Uh, I mean, what sort of jewelry is this? I want to say that all the time now. Yeah, I think we're. I think well, I think we have a title for this episode. No, we don't. Hmm. Uh. The problem I'm talking about is denial of the essence and purpose of Judaism. We'd like to think that we can be like everyone else, but we're not. The world knows it treats us. The world knows it's it and treats us differently, and it's time we start doing likewise. The world blames us for its wars and its problems, and it won't help us to say it's not our fault. They won't believe us. We have to understand that our fault, as I have written in a Jewish choice, unity or anti-Semitism, is that we're not bringing unity to the world so the nations hate us for causing them to hate one another. I reiterate. All right. Go back to the top. <laughs> um, no, go, go to the first paragraph of the article. Um, I should be canceled. I should absolutely be canceled, she wrote. You should absolutely cancel me. I absolutely cancel myself. What are we doing? I, don't I mean, she must have done some... It's also very funny whenever somebody... You gotta laugh whenever, like, a white person gets to the top of a bureaucracy made for people of color, right? Because it just kind of proves that bureaucracy is such a white-ass thing. You know what, what I mean? mean? Like, it's just like, I think the main beef with white people that minorities have is paperwork. What do you mean? I mean... My main beef with white people is paperwork. I feel like paperwork wouldn't exist if it wasn't for white people. It's like bureaucracy is like a very like white thing. Mm, disagree. DMV. Well, yeah, they employ. Yeah, we're only seeing the muscle men at the DMV, not the people that write the policies. All right, that's fair, I guess. You know what I mean? You're seeing, um, you're seeing the, the the enforcers of the thing, not the writers of the thing. You know what I mean? If you are reaching the pinnacle of some sort of what was that lady um, the head of because this is what this was the the one we started talking about was the law association. Do you yes. know how good you have to be at horseshit, like networking horseshit? Like I think these are like the negative, the true negatives of like white people. Like when people are like, I fucking hate white people. They're literally talking about the fact that like. A cop can give you a ticket even though you didn't really do anything, even though it's violating the spirit of the law, but according to the letter of the law, you broke the law. You know what I mean? Mm. Right? Like, if I'm loading a car 
and I come out of a house holding something and I'm going to put, and I have a beer and I go to put it in the car. The reason why public drinking laws exist isn't for that guy. It's for the guy sitting outside drinking. But a cop gives me a ticket. Like, this is the problem with the society you've built, Whitey. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is, there's something very funny whenever you have something like the National Lawyers Guild, or what was the uh, African-American studies that a, a university had, just uh-huh. be really good at the politicking and horseshit that everybody, like, that I, is the fair criticism of white people. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's like, very funny, like, it's like, well, yeah, obviously a white person is the head of this thing. It's not black people's fault. It's this, it's, Everything is kind of set like we invented this horse shit. Mm. Yeah, we we do. We made the game we're playing. We invented parliamentary argument. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. The way I look at it is just like it makes me angry. So I don't know if it's necessarily a it white people thing as much as it is. It makes you angry that they're white and did that? No, I don't think it's a white people thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a rule follower thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I get why, like, it's like, well, white people kind of made the rules. Yeah, sure. But it's like, all right, this lady is, she's clearly not following the rules by being like, I fucking identify with this, you know, and like, I want to bring about police reform. I think, like, the marriage thing, if she's married to a black guy, give her a break. If this lady's married to a Puerto Rican guy, like I said, my uncle may as well be Irish. Mm. He's a black guy. It's just, it's in the, all right. I'm just saying, it's just, like, Swiss Beats is not technically Puerto Rican. We've talked about it on the show. For real? Swiss Beats is Syrian. Is he? He's adopted by Puerto Ricans. How is that different? But he's just, he's Puerto Rican. Syrians look enough Puerto Rican where it doesn't matter. And he grew up in a Puerto Rican household is what's more important. This lady's probably been living with Puerto Ricans her whole life. They're everywhere. It's fair. I think that is like I I feel like that is like a, a a pretty big factor in all this. What? Like I know like I, I remember there's like a Well no, like I'm saying like if you just so Elizabeth Warren caught more shit because as far as anybody could tell, Elizabeth Warren's never hung out with a Native American. Sure. You know what I mean? So she's gonna catch them like these other people are at least like hanging out with these people. Right. Like I get it, like you shouldn't be like I'm like you shouldn't do that. But you should get a little I don't know, do they not get a little street cred for it? Yeah, I mean, you know, not that I'm in any uh, I'm in any position to, but like I would give them a pass. Yeah, I mean, come on, like I just I think it's what's the other lady's name? The fucking So the lady who's the way worse than Rachel Dolezal, but she never reached a position of power. There's a Swedish lady, if you look her up, who's just look up black Swedish lady who made herself black or like Scandinavian lady who made herself black. Oh, yeah, but she like went full blackface. Dude, it's well, I mean, it's it's in it's like paint injections. For real? It's like some crazy level of tanning or something. Um, oh wow. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, this was not even the one I was thinking of. But Oh, this is a new one? Oh, I don't know who this is. Yeah, right? Swedish Instagram model insists she's not pretending this to be is, black. This is just the Jenner thing, though. This is a Kylie Jenner situation. Yeah? Yeah. Because Kylie Jenner's a white lady. Is she? I thought I thought she was uh, whatever Christine is. Oh, um, Armenian? Yeah, like the same yeah, shit Ani is. Come on. like Yeah, but like 
you know, you know what I mean? Like they, they've really, all of those people have like, re, like all the Kardashian people have really like ramped it up. You know what I mean? They're tanning. They're fucking sucking their lips into fucking things. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. I think that Scandinavian, you, you know, the chick I'm talking about is like the ridiculous one. Oh yeah. I mean, this is. <laughs> yes. This lady is who I, a, a, Martina Big. So this is what she started out. First like, of all, click the picture of her and her husband. Or her the man she's with. It's just a big fat light. First of all, her black husband is lighter than her. Is he black? I think so. He might be white. Hmm. He kind of looks like Ralph Cramden. <laughs> I think he might be black. <sighs> I don't know. But why does so like this lady never achieved any level of prominence. Also, let's look at her pictures, like where she got the big tits. So all right. So, so like this was the this was the So first she just tried to go. She was like an ugly chick. She looked like a boy. She was an ugly, she was an unattractive woman. And then she tried to go plastic surgery, big tits. You know, it looks like she got some lip stuff done, some face filler. Tried to go sex bot. Yeah. Probably didn't get enough attention. And it was like, I'll go black. <laughs> I'm going to do black then. And then just did black and looks ridiculous. Well, I get, here's the thing is like, she actually like is more passing than the other ones. I mean, dude, she's, you know. She's in Africa now. Again, hanging. Here's the thing. So she got so canceled that she had to go somewhere where they don't have the internet. <laughs> That's why she was in. That's why she's in with tribes people. Yeah, she's hanging out with fucking tribes. Yeah, it wasn't that wasn't Kenya? That wasn't like the, like the good parts in Africa, like the cities of Africa. Because in the cities of Africa, they'd be like, "Ain't you that white bitch?" <laughs> they would. Aren't you? Is your name Horgish Florgan Blorgan? Dude, they would literally like. I swear to God. Because I guarantee you, everybody in like the modern cities in Africa, even though they have African accents, know who that bitch is. And they would immediately put on American black people voice if they saw her walking down the street. <laughs> they would go from there to be like, hello, my friend, blah, 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 blah. And then they'd be just like, ain't hey, that stupid white bitch that's her black? Like instantly. They would instantly need American black anger. Because that's the only way you can describe how annoying. What that lady is. You ready to get even a little bit more annoyed? Yes, I am. Mm hmm. Bong, bong. White couple who identify as black are hoping to have a milk chocolate baby. Is that a butt in the butt? No, 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 no. That is uh, the her husband. Her husband. Okay. Uh, is in fact a white man. Oh. Yep. So what do they want to do with the baby? They want to have a black baby. By. Having a black guy have sex with her? I mean, a miracle, maybe? Uh, they both identify as black. They're both transracial. He is a German-born, blonde-haired man. I don't, You know, this transracial thing really is just not catching on for anybody. <laughs> it's such a weird... They, they've been trying. They're trying to get the transracial thing to catch on, and it's, it's not... I this lady so, so the Puerto Rican lady and the other black lady are not even trying to be like no I'm transracial they're just kind of like I lied <laughs> yeah well Rachel Dole is all well Rachel Dole is all coined the term and then this other chick yeah she oh. took it a step further um 
I'm seeing here that in 2018, she was baptized as a true African woman by a clergyman. Um, was it the eat the poo-poo guy? I don't. I don't think it was the eat the poo-poo guy. Because I feel like that guy, if that guy was just making people <laughs> honorary black people, it'd be so fucking funny. So her quote is, I can clearly feel that I'm black. The injections only started the process, but being black is not only the color, it is everything in total. When I go outside now, I get in touch with the dark people much easier. And when I compare to my African friends, I have more in common oh, with them. Hold on. Let's go back. When I go outside, mm-hmm. I get in touch with the dark people easier. Much easier. Much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, with dark people, much when easier. When I go outside, mm-hmm. I get in touch with the dark people. Just with dark people. With dark people. Not the dark people, that would be. <clears throat> now, uh, I'm not a, you know, a master of human behavior or whatever, uh, but I'll tell you this. Uh, that lady is definitely yeah because like white people are being like what what is happening <laughs> and like black people are like this is hilarious you know what I mean like it's like because like black people will allow some goofy white shit around them because it's hilarious like white people are probably just like I don't I'm on it's like it's kind of like whatever. If like I tell a joke, a racial joke in front of a black audience, it's it's easier going than with white people. Yeah, ten times out of ten, she is the... a racial. She is a racial joke. She is a walking, talking street joke. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> like no, and it's like I mean, here here is the the God's honest truth, and what I hate about fucking just a lot of these open micer comics who I see, it's like they'll start to do a race joke. And no black people in the room will have a problem with it, but they'll see that like two fucking white girls' assholes have puckered up, and they're like, "Oh, you got a problem now?" And it's like the black guys look at it, and they're like, "Yeah, you're a hack. Like, you're already not saying anything funny, you know? Like, because if you believed what you were saying was funny enough to push through this, you'd hit the punchline before you address the fucking like the people who are upset that you brought up a premise. You know what I mean? Well, you can always just be like. The way to do that is you just kind of go, hold on a second. There's a joke coming. <laughs> like, it's like, people get fucking tense when you tell a joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like doing some, ra- like in Williamsburg in a park. And I was like, look, I know I'm in Williamsburg. Relax. <laughs> I, I like had to even do that. I had to like turn off Italian and be like, ah, relax. It'll be fine. Don't worry. I know where I am. It's not going to go too bad. <laughs> like, but it's like that lady is a that but that's what I'm saying is that lady doesn't realize that when she goes up to those two groups of people that the white people are just like this is I'm just uncomfortable with all of this cuz I benefited from the racism uh please I would rather you died so I didn't have to know you exist whereas <laughs> black people are like this bitch is hilarious <laughs> like you know what I mean like <laughs> this goofy bitch. This dumb goofy white bitch. Like I mean, like. Oh, all right. Moving on. Uh, damn it! I just wanted to read this. What are you reading? Um. Do 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 do. Um. Well, you're looking for what you're. But that is my question: is how many of these sleeper 
because this this lady had that were that brought up the conversation, and the lady Rachel Dolezal was in that shit for years. The lady that you brought up, the African American studies teacher, this lady uh, from the law shit was for years. How many sleeper whites are in positions of power? I don't know. I, I mean, how many? And I'll tell you this right now: anytime I've ever filled out a job application for like a government job, I've clicked white Hispanic mm. because I feel like it'll raise you in the numbers. It ain't it's gonna... a weird thing where it's like, how many of these have to happen before we're, we all just acknowledge that there are some non-white privileges, right? Like, all right, I was talking to D, right, who was on the show uh, a few months back, uh, a while ago, and we were talking about filling out, like, you know, when you fill out, like, applications to shit, and I was like, I, I told him, I was like, yeah, I always just hit white Hispanic, nobody's gonna call me on it, and he goes, um, and we were talking, I was like, I guess I could hit that, uh, I was just like, I'm just not gonna hit the white one, I'm just not gonna do it, I feel like it can only hurt, and he was like, yeah, that's true. And like then there's the there's the box that is prefer not to say. Right? And I was like, yeah, I guess I can hit that prefer not to say. And he goes, Yeah, but everybody knows only white people hit that shit. He's like, and like we both kind of knew that. And I feel like everybody, when they read that, like when anybody sees that box where it says, like whatever, like, you know, it'll say uh black. Mm-hmm. We, white, I think, Hispanic, black. I think we've had this conversation, had this conversation. and I'm I, I get it. I think you explained it a lot better this time. Yeah. Because I, I actually understand what you're saying. So, like, yeah. So, there's that Why box. don't they eliminate that box? The box shouldn't be there, but they're asking your race. Like, because you can click prefer not to say, but literally everybody reads prefer not to say and goes, only white people click this. Sure. Like, literally, like, everybody knows. Because there's no other, there's no thing you're going to hit there otherwise that isn't going to hurt your chances of getting a thing. But that's what I'm saying is, like, at some point, we kind of... Look, I'll acknowledge that there's a white privilege, right? Sure. But simply by virtue, and anybody who's listening to me who's, like, butthole sucked up and was like... Here's where white privilege exists. Uh, Everybody has inherent bias. The science is there for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We live in a country that's mostly white. Mm -hmm. Therefore, uh, you, you live in a country where most people don't have inherent bias towards you. That's it. That's a privilege. Sure. Basic. Very basic. I'll go that far. Uh, just, I'll acknowledge that. We just start not acknowledging there's some other privileges. You know what I mean? If everybody knows when they see the prefer not to say box, that only white people check the prefer not to say box because checking white can hurt your chances of something. I think my, like... <sighs> I had something for this. It's really good. Um... Yeah, fuck, I lost it. And I promise I'll never come back to the prefer not to say box again. I promise. What did you what were you looking for when we got to when I when I went off on that tangent? Uh so uh the uh, talk show host asked them, You've been told by a doctor that your children will be black. Uh they said, We're not having plans. I'm discussing right with my doctor if my body is okay, if having a baby is okay, if breastfeeding is okay, and how the baby will look after being asked if they will love the child who genetically could not be black. Big responded, Of course, it'll be a mix of both me and Michael. <sighs> I'm pretty sure it will be black. 
But if it is milk chocolate or a little bit lighter, it doesn't matter. She said she's pretty... She had to have an insane amount of surgeries to become black. Yeah. But she thinks it's actually made her black. What's that guy's name? Lamarck? Was he the, that was the alternative to Darwin, where he thought that uh, giraffes just stretched their necks to get to the higher things, and they passed those straights down? Instead of just, like, progressively the ones... Um, she thinks she's just uh, she's a Lamarckist. Lamarckism, yeah. She's a Lamarckist, and she thinks that she can advance Lamarckism through surgery. I guess. I mean, that's a fucking goofy scientific white bitch right there. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, Mike, we talk about the dead city a lot. Ooh, scary. Uh, we talk about the politics in New York a lot. New York is starting to come back a little bit. They uh. We talked about it a little bit last week. They re-let some things open. Okay. Uh, it's till 11. You know, Cuomo's like, oh, you guys get open till 11. You guys are, you know, you guys are getting to be big boys. Almost midnight. <whistles> From 10 to 11. Golly. Yeah. Uh, every business still seems pretty empty when I pass it. Um, but, you know, things are coming back. There's traffic. Um, and so they announced that they're going to be doing various shows, different types of artistic endeavors um, throughout the city uh, on the train, which is illegal. Did we talk about this last week? They're just doing Showtime shows? They're, yeah. Uh, they, that was one of the venues, uh, was the train, which, to, to be frank, I want no entertainment on the train. The None. I get. As I, when I was a kid, I kind of liked when a mariachi band would come on. Or somebody there was a there was a homeless guy who did stand up on the A train, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I yeah I want no entertainment. I want to read my book. I if you commute on the subway in New York, you have planned your entertainment for your commute. Yeah, Tip. my phone. Yeah, but no, I mean like you you know what I mean like if I'm getting on the subway, I'll download a podcast that I particularly want to listen to. Or I'll have a book I'm in the middle of. Sure. Or I'll bring a game that I want to play. And I'm almost like, if I have like, let's say an hour train ride somewhere, I have gotten myself vaguely excited to do the thing. that I, We live in a technological wonderland where I am now vaguely excited to consume the media that I have decided I'm going to consume on this train ride. Sure. I don't want any shows... At all. When they were fucking people that needed the money that were New Yorkers, I'll pay attention, maybe throw them a buck. When it's just some people that the city is like, we're choosing, like, your art? Fuck you. (laughs) Like, we have, these are the, first of all, you guys were locking people up for this. Like, de Blasio was ticketing the Showtime breakdancing kids. For real? Yes. Aggressively. A few years ago. Like, and it's just like, show the video. There was a video that came out a couple weeks back. Um, You sent it to me, and I, a couple people, actually, I saw it a few places, and a couple people sent it to me. Uh, We were going to talk about it last week. We didn't get to it. 
But it was, uh, yeah, can you show? It's de Blasio and his wife sitting in director's chairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Rogie's posted this, which is what got my attention. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, a few people posted it, and I saw it. Yeah, let's take a look at this video. We need a recovery that brings back the life and the heart and the energy of this city and that everyone gets to be a part of. And we're going to do that. We're going to really bring back the heart and soul of New York City. We need our arts and culture back and we need people to see it and feel it, to participate in it, to know that that essence of New York City has not been defeated by the coronavirus. Pause this. But we'll come back strong in 20... Okay. Now what we just watched... It was Bill de Blasio talking. There's four people dancing, one light-skinned black dude and three white women dancing expressively as if they all got degrees from fucking Wesleyan College or some horse shit. That is not New York art. That is some shit that some fucking rich people decided was art in New York. This is why the mayor, who is a yuppie cunt, should not be deciding the art that we get to see. Because what, Mike, what the fuck was that? We live in fucking New York City. Get some of the fucking showtime, kids. Breakdancing was invented in New York City. That's the dancing you showed? Interpretive dance? It's not even ballet. What the fuck was that? Yeah, that was just... That was the kind of dancing that you would see. That was the thing that you would see if you, <clears throat> if you really, if you were, uh, I'm going to say, uh, a middle-aged man, and you sent your daughter to school, to college, and you didn't want to send her to an arts college, but your fucking wife made you, and then you went to visit her, she'd be dancing that. And you'd have known that you just threw away $40,000. That's what that dancing just was. I don't, that Mm -hmm. is not the arts in New York. The people Mm -hmm. who go to that, huh? Point, counterpoint. Okay, maybe, just maybe, Bill de Blasio and a bunch of his donors made that same mistake. That is my point. (laughs) That is my point, Mike. Like, like... That is the point. There was no counterpoint, Mike. That is the point I was making. Is that this yuppie cocksucker doesn't get to decide the fucking arts we get to fucking watch. I'm fucking sick of this shit. So what's next? What is the next thing he's going to fucking do? I like. I don't even know. Are we going to see mimes instead of comedy clubs? Are we going to see fucking... What, what, what's another thing? Like, what bands are going to get to play? Nothing with any edge. Who is, like, what musicians? It's going to be the Philharmonic and then fucking pop singers? Oh, there's opera on the train. Isn't that cultured? Fuck you! Here's what happened. Uh, You guys all showed up here because of gentrification that was caused by fucking cracking some skulls. That's that's why gentrification existed. Uh, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with broken windows policies. We're here now. Uh, So... Now what you want to do is you go, oh, it's getting dangerous again. What we're going to do is we're going to keep making everything illegal that's cool. And then we're still going to force our shitty, yuppie, fucking horse shit. Because here's the thing. Uh, 
if they don't shut down any venues, nobody's watching that yuppie dance because all the yuppies who would watch that shit fucking left. They're gone, Mike. They have left the city. I. They're going to do vaudeville or something. <laughs> it's, this is. Can I watch the rest of the video, please? I just can't, I can't stand this fucking asshole. 2021. Month after month in 2021, as you see the city come back to life, culture will lead the way. Open culture is another step towards a recovery for our city. We're launching with 115 street locations in all five pauses, borders. Pauses, 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 pauses. Why is Stephen Root... That's Stephen Root. Clearly. Uh, why is he pretending to be from Spain? What are we watching here? That is Stephen Root playing a character... From Espana. Directed by Hank Atharia. Yeah, yeah. What a... Who is... Gonzalo Casals is the... Commi- I guarantee he is the next one Dole is all out. <laughs> We're doling it all out, baby. Look. I fucking hate this. Pull, just pull up a still shot of this video again with these fucking dancers. Just play play a little bit more of this. Stations to our neighborhoods and culture to the heart of our neighbors. First of all, give thin Mike always institutions and creatives a place to showcase their talents as they recover from the pandemic. Our cultural community is our conscience. Our cultural community is our hope and our identity as New Yorkers. These motherfuckers aren't even in sync. But let's just like notice what this really is: is it's five people watching five people dance, mm-hmm. and this is supposed to be a performance. People are enjoying. Think about that. Five people watching five people dance. That's not a business model, Mike. Like, I I don't understand. Like, so they got a little bit of he got a little bit of flack for the video. A little. He got a lot of flack for the video. Um. But so then he just, he found like, so like Fox News, I guess, criticized him. And he just was like, yeah, we're bringing the arts back. It's like, this is the arts you're bringing back. It's like, f- like, dude, they're, like New York had like edgy, we talked about it a few weeks, uh, whatever, a couple months back, I interviewed my buddy Dork, who was in the graffiti scene in New York in the 90s. Dude, you would go to like gallery openings and it was like legit criminals with art on the wall. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in, like New York art had an edge to it even 10 years ago, even after we were fucking Disney and Times Square. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're saying you're bringing the arts back, but the arts were unfucking paralleled here before. Like, we don't need the guy no one likes bringing the arts back. You know what I mean? Like, the, the least popular mayor in my lifetime doesn't need to be the guy like we don't trust you he's less popular than than dinkins i was gonna say i mean giuliani with the stop and frisk giuliani had a high approval keep in mind when all that stuff started coming out about the stop and frisk the, like giuliani had a low approval rating and then 9-11 happened you know yeah. what i mean like giuliani had a high like and a lot of new york had an a I mean, I hated Giuliani, but he, people like Giuliani. People who would like, old people who lived through the worst of the 70s 
in the crack era that had always been here, like, loved. Like, people who were 20 in 1970 loved Giuliani. Like, it's just because they got mugged every day and then that stopped. Like, you know the Bernie Getz thing? No. Bernie Getz was the guy, I think, I don't remember, it's a chicken or the egg thing that I always forget. If Death Wish came out and then Bernie Getz happened, or Bernie Getz happened and then Death Wish came out. Um, But he was a guy who clearly committed murder. Like, he got mugged, but he killed a bunch of guys with an illegal gun on on the subway. Um, and literally the entire city just went, yeah, this nerdy dude, the entire, and he, he said he had been mugged a hundred times before or something like that, but the entire city just kind of went like, he couldn't get convicted because everybody had been mugged on the fucking subway. Mm. Like it was that kind of thing is like, no matter how many juries you put out there, he couldn't have, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, do you, I mean, do you know, can you look it up if it was the Death Wish came out first or whatever? Like, it's like, because, like, so basically what happened was the guy started carrying a gun, and the next time a group of kids started fucking with him on the train, he killed all of them. Okay. Oh, and, no, Death Wish was 74. This was 1984. So, yeah, he was inspired by Death Wish. I, like I said, it was a chicken and the egg thing that I always fucking confuse. Um, but, so that's the thing is, like, that's where we were at. So anybody who was coming of age in that time and then Giuliani kind of like got that to stop, kind of didn't care all the shady shit he was doing to do it. You know what I mean? Mm. I also kind of think that crime would have crested down no matter what. Giuliani didn't necessarily have to be that aggressive. Why would it have crested down no matter what? Crested down the rest of the country. Like the whole country had a drop in crime around the same time. Like it wasn't like that much more drastic here in New York. Um, and you know, there's also just first of all, the crack boom ended, there was less crackheads. Um, that was always just going to happen because young kids didn't want to start smoking crack to become crackheads, crack just kind of happened. Um, and on top of that, like, you know, well, whatever, there's the freakonomics thing about abortion, you know, that right. Uh, no, it's, it's in the movie. It was in the first Freakonomics book. Uh, they did. They crunched the numbers, and they say that a third of the drop in crime around the around the country. Because I mean, do you remember? You're. I always forget that you're not in your forties. You're thirty two. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. So you might be a little young to remember this, but like media in like the eighties and stuff in the early nineties always had this like trend towards outrageous crime in the cities it was going to keep getting worse it was going to keep getting worse and then it just dropped off and like the freakonomics guys kind of crunched the numbers and were like well 23 year old men are the most likely i'm just rehashing this thing for you but like 23 year old men are the most likely to commit violent crimes and then become recidivists and so like 23 years after roe v wade crime dropped off for real there's other factors but they say that they think that like probably up to a third of the crime drop off could well, it's have just been because abortions are now legal. And well, we there don't was have that many less that we don't need. There, may, yeah, that, there was that many less poor, unwanted twenty-three-year-old mm. men. Dude, I am reading about this guy. He kind of fucking rules. Bernie Getz. Yeah, 
Yeah, he kind of fucking rules. I mean, whatever. He's just a fucking lunatic that fucking got away with murder. Yeah. Um... And then he kind of like became a figure. Here's the thing. Bernie gets in this day and age, we'd all be so fucking sick of his horseshit. Why? Because we're sick of everybody's horseshit. You know, he would have tried to stay in the public eye. He would have wrote a book and then he would start doing cameos on Law and Order. And we would have all been like, go away. Go away. I don't know, dude. I mean, he'd be tweeting. He is. Like, he's doing all that. Check this out. Nobody cares now. You have his Twitter feed? I'd love to see Bernie. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm assuming he's tweeting. I'm just saying he's trying to stay in the news. He's doing fucking puff pieces about his friendship with squirrels. But I'm looking at this shit. He got in trouble. First of all, first of all, can we just talk about how (laughs) he clearly got lobotomized and just the chief wasn't there to to put the pillow in his face? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm friends with the squirrels now. They, you know, they locked me away for a while. It's your pal Bernie. They locked me away for a while. They brought <sighs> me into the back room. Bernie Getz has gone from a love affair with guns to a love affair with squirrels and pot, noted Cavi's lawyer, Ron Kuby. I guess that makes him less dangerous to the innocent. He don't want to hear about that guy. It was a nightmare, you know, Cavi's brother told the Post. Uh, I mean, dude, he got in trouble in... 2018, sorry, 2013, because some fucking 25-year-old chick was like, yo, you want to sell me some pot? And he was like, I mean, you can come up to my place and get high and maybe fool around with me. And she's like, nah, but I really want to buy some pot. And he was like, all right, I'll sell you like this much. And he like broke off like what he had. Gave her, like, I don't know, probably like a dub and was like, yeah, give me 30 bucks. She's like, okay, you're under arrest. Poor Bernie gets. Like, look, the fact that cops do that. Just in general? For a $30 pot sale from somebody who was like, that's one of those things. We talked about that with Eliza Orleans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that is a a foul thing that exists. Because that's all it really is doing. I was trying to think of where I heard that. Yeah. (laughs) It's. Well, I I I think I told the story on the show where it was like those kids knocked on my door, and were like, "Hey, uh, can we buy some weed?" And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And they were like, "You're the guy on the block that had like I don't even like they were like they just were like you're an old guy who lives like you were a 25 year old guy who lives by yourself and we're 14 year old kids just sell some weed <laughs> like our guys they were the guy the kid was like. My my guy's just not picking up. Do you have weed in the house? And I was just like, "All right, just don't tell your dad." Like <laughs> I, I I was like, "Don't don't do this again," and don't just just go into your backyard and smoke this. Go just go away. Like and I just gave, they try to give me money and I was like, "I'm not taking money from you guys." They're like kids on the block, mm. and I was like, "I'm not breaking the seat." Like once I take money from them, this is going to be an issue. That's going to become a thing, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm just like, yeah, they're, they're going to ring the bell again. Like, but, yeah, it is a fucking disturbing thing. How do we get here? How do we get, how did we get here, Mike? And the days go by, water rolling under. Um. All right, let's move on. I was, we, were, we were talking about de Blasio and how he ruined the city. Oh, God, he fucking stinks. Yeah. I hate him. Oh. 
So what's the deal? You think he's going to lose? Like, is he running for mayor? No, he can't run for mayor. He's, he's, so he's out. He ran basically unopposed. I don't like to, to I don't I couldn't tell you either of the guys who ran against him. He ran like after after Bloomberg pulled the three term horseshit that he pulled. There was no way a Republican was going to win. Wait, Bloomberg was a Republican? Bloomberg ran as a Republican and then switched to an independent. But everybody kind of just always thought of Bloomberg as a Republican. Um, then how did he run for president as a Democrat? Hates guns. I was talking to Shane, Shane Smith was in here earlier, uh, and I was talking to him. It's a fucking bizarre thing. It's like... Uh, your stance on guns makes you a Democrat, no matter... Like, in New York, you could be a Republican and not like guns. That's the only place in the in the country you can run as a Republican and not like guns. Okay. Right? Because, um, it, it, you know, it doesn't matter as much. Um, or California... No, nah, actually, no. Northern California, they don't fuck a player with that shit. Um, but... He, so, like, what, like, guns and abortion are literally the two things that it disqualifies you on the national stage in politics. Like, if you are anti-gun and hold every other conservative value economically, you can't be a Republican. Like, if you were a conservative economics guy, just in general, like, you just want to, like, cut down the size of government, you believe in states' rights, you want to really, like, fix things... Like finan- financially, like if, like a real like a true fiscal conservative, but you're just like yeah, but we should regulate guns. Disqualifies you from being a conservative, right? Just like AOC. This is the example I said before. AOC can be exactly her, but just against abortion, and it completely disqualifies her from being a progressive liberal. Completely. Are you dipping? Yeah. It's almost like a, a two-party system is inherently broken. Yes. No, of course. But you know what I mean? Like, imagine, like, she can have all of those views. It's like, it's a fucking crazy, it's crazy. I don't remember how we got here. De Blasio. De Blasio stinks. I hate him. <laughs> Bloomberg stinks. I hate him. Um, but yeah, he ran. He that ran, is kind of a, it is kind of a funny thing, though, to think about, like, de Blasio and Cuomo being like the toughest fucking bookers in New York now. Right. Like there's no way. No, like they're running comedy shows. They're running everything. Yeah. Cause they're not, they're just like, that's what's fucking crazy. They're just like, this is state sponsored entertainment. Dude. They're literally just like, we think we'll get to go backstage. So we'll do this now. It's just all, it's like, Fucking Obama's doing a podcast with Bruce Springsteen. Why are we doing If Obama's doing this with Bruce Springsteen, why are we doing this? Probably the people who are listening to this like us more than the people listening to Obama and Bruce Springsteen. I'm going to tell you this right now. Dude, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, it's crazy to think. If you're listening to this, uh-huh. you've made a conscious decision. I like Chris from Brooklyn more than I like President Barack Obama. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm going to say some shit that could sink me. Obama's not saying anything that could sink him. I guess I can't really sink any lower. But. You're doing a podcast with me. He's yeah. doing a podcast with Bruce. Look, Mike, 
I'm just saying, first of all, the stance of this show is Bruce Springsteen absolutely stinks. I don't care what you have to say. Your opinion does not matter on this. The stance of this program is Bruce Springsteen fucking sucks dicks. Him and Obama are both fake working class assholes, and I don't like them. Can we have a podcast war with them? Uh, I feel like uh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, uh, yeah. They have drones, though. Or they had drones. They, they, they don't got drones no, anymore. No, that's what I call dumb fucks from Jersey who liked Bruce Springsteen. They're <laughs> drones. fucking drones. They're little worker bee fucking drones. Well he done. stinks. Fuck them. Well done. Moving on. Yes. You brought up Cuomo. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about on the show, um, fine piece of ass, Lindsey Boylan. Accused Boyan. Cuomo. Boyan? I said foin. She's foin. She is a attractive. Every time I see her, I just see. Get hard? No. It, well, yeah. But I just see, uh, whenever, remember when Melfi, whenever I think of her and Cuomo, remember Melfi, uh, was it, was it, it was definitely Lorraine Bracco. Was it? They all bow to the freckles. Is that that's the Sopranos, right? I said I think I said it last time we were talking about her. Yeah, no, you you just said that's what your dad said. No, no, no. Like when it, that's what I think of is like they all bow to the freckles. Is like that's a Lorraine Bracco line, either from Goodfellas or from uh, Sopranos. Um, Doctor Melfi, every Italian boy bows down to the freckles. There it is, Richard. I married you. Yeah, I was a mother figure. Damn. Yeah. Um. So anytime I see this Lindsey Boyle and Cuomo thing come back, what's funny is there's no new allegations. This is just back in the news because she's running for borough president. And she's like, oh, he seems to be down. Let me, uh, I'll put out a blog about this. It was the same thing. He kissed, he kissed her on the lips on the way out. She pushed him away. I don't remember that. We, went, we looked at this story. Yeah, we definitely talked about it, Mike. Um, the the kissing part? I don't think so. No, we did. Mm. Um, let me see here. Yeah, he said she he, he planted one on me. First of all, they're both just tr- to me. They're both just trash people. I, I like she's hot. She puts herself together well. She's running for borough president. She is running for Manhattan borough president, and I you know I hope she wins because she's you know nice to look at. Um, I don't know any of her policies. I don't know what a borough president does. No, I, I'll be honest, me neither. I've lived in a borough my whole life. Um, here's what's, here's, here's something. And you know, oh, he says that Cuomo suggested, let's play strip poker mm-hmm. while we're flying home, uh, from a taxpayer funded, in a taxpayer funded jet. Gangster. Yeah. He also, apparently after she rebuked him, started just being like, Hey, Lisa. Just getting her name wrong? Yeah, just like on purpose getting her name. That is the most like I I I unironically compare myself to Pacino move. First of all, uh let's bring this up. Uh when she called him on it, he goes, Look up Lisa Shields. You could be sisters. Except you're better look you're the better looking sister. So look up Lisa Shields. I'm a hundred percent looking up Lisa Shields. Um I don't know who she is, but she exists. I mean, I guess I see it. 
I mean, they could be sisters. They, they could be sisters. But that's not saying much. No, it's like, yeah, you look like a fucking redheaded Irish and broad. She is definitely the, uh, uh, she is definitely the She's hotter the sister. One. Yeah. yeah. Who is Lisa Shields? I could not tell you, sir. Well, just scroll a little. That's what I'm doing here. Council on Foreign Relations. She's in the Illuminati. Mm. Cuomo, there you go. Solved. Cuomo in the Illuminati. It's his ex-girlfriend. Holy shit. Mm. You look like this other broad I used to fuck. So I'll fuck you too. The Italian man's code. Did you... <laughs> Did you ever see the movie... Um, what the fuck was it? Uh, it was... The Prestige? Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. Nightcrawler? No. No, there was... Uh, there was the, they were... Uh, he worked for Pfizer. Selling Viagra. He was like one of the first Viagra salesmen. And she was like... She had like cancer and had to go to Canada to get meds cheap or some shit. Um, no, I didn't. Love and Other Drugs, I think it's called, maybe. No. Um, I don't watch the same gay movies you watch. Whatever, dude. It was a fucking Oscar contender that year. I watched it. Anne Hathaway's tits were like half the movie. Shut up. Half the movie? Like a third. Just watch Havoc, bro. Bro, Havoc. You All right. When's the last time you've seen Havoc? No, it's a bad movie. I know. Okay. So if I'm going to see some titties, I'd rather see Donnie Darko also laying down some sick game. Right? But he opens... All right, all right, we're not going to talk about your bad tasting movies. He opens the movie with some shit like that, though. Like, like that's his sales 101 tactic. Like, uh, uh, just like he like talks, he, he just says the wrong name to her. He'll, he will, he will routinely go into meetings, right? And he'll see like a fucking dime piece walking by and he'll be like, oh, hey, you know, Linda. And they'll be like, oh, I, and I'll be like, oh, sorry, I thought you were this girl, Linda, I know. And he says, he's like, my reason for doing this is I want to put in her head that I'm A, used to dealing with people who look like you, right? Like, she thinks she's walking above, like, she's walking on the clouds. So, mm. so it's like I already am showing some kind of familiarity, and I'm putting it in her head that I have probably fucked someone as hot as you before. Mm. You know, there's a chance I have. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm, I have a, uh, enough of a rapport with someone that I would stop them and say hello. It's like, I'm an attractive single man. You're, I'm assuming, an attractive single woman. Chances are, mm. once or twice we would have fucked. That's true. It is a weird thing. I like learned some of that weird shit. Like that does that works. That for sure works. But I learned it like by accident, just with my own social awkwardness. How so? I never say hello to anyone when I come somewhere. I always like if I walk into a crowded bar and there's something going on, I find the person I like the most, and I have my first two drinks standing right next to that person, Mm -hmm. and then I will say hello to people. It's fairly antisocial of you, but. Here's the thing. Most men will be like, oh, Chris is feeling antisocial. Most women will be like, why is he doing that to me? Did I do something? Mm. Is he mad at me? Like, why would I be mad? A girl, girls have asked me, are you mad at me? I'm like, how could I possibly? We're not anything. You just like do weird shit. You can just do weird shit to people. And it fucks with it. I'll tell you this, though. I had a weird like Lisa thing. Okay. Yeah. I just thought this would be funny. I was hooking up with this chick, and I couldn't... You know when you have brain fart, and you're next to somebody, and you just can't think of their name, and you don't say anything until you recover and think of it? That's happened to you in life. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And I just like was like, what is your name? Sharon? 
knowing that that was not correct. This was someone who you had just penetrated. This is somebody who I was regularly <laughs> penetrating. And I was yeah. like, what is your name, Sharon? Yeah, I could see how that would make the person <laughs> a little upset. This not Car- Sharon. And I was like, Carol? Is it Carol? And I could have just, I knew I could have just waited the minute. But it was so funny to me to just be like, I'm just going to roll with this. It's pretty funny. What's the worst thing that can happen? I already smashed. A bunch, apparently. Yeah. Like, I, at that point... So what did happen? She punched me in the head. Hmm. But I mean, like, girl punch. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I smashed again. That night? Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. What was her name? Shannon. <laughs> it was close. Yeah, it was close. You were like, you were one letter off. Yeah. It was very close. Nice. Yeah. Very you, close. you tell her that later? What? I mean, I was one letter off. No, I later on. I got hit. Later for being on, I one was letter like, off. I you no, know, I literally go. I go. I would have gotten it in a second. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I like explained it to her. And she was like, "I don't think that's funny." I was like, well, "Whatever." She, in hindsight, she Tell didn't think it was me. funny. No. What an asshole. Yeah, she sucks, dude. No wonder you couldn't remember her name. What a dumb asshole. Who knows? I might be wrong completely right now. Mm. Her name might have been Carol. Um, I didn't see the thing about the, uh, I didn't see the thing about the, the kissing. What I saw was it's in she, the post article. Let me finish. Uh, when we looked at this, I, I, I saw the post article now, like I've seen the kissing thing. When we looked at this couple months ago though, it was harassment in the workplace. And I, I remember specifically being like, oh, yeah, what maybe. kind of fucking harassment? They're literally, she got called out for being bad at her job. And she, for, yeah, that's what it was. He, but she had said there was like some tension and now she's saying this. It's. It's weird that she didn't just say this from jump, right? Like, it's starting to kind of seem like, seem like she's a little it's a little crazy. I don't want to believe it. Let, pull up her picture again, because I, I certainly don't want to believe it. She's lovely. Mm. I mean... Dude, I put in, like, a random six-person group chat that I was just like, that Lindsay Boylan chick will fucking get it. Like, because somebody, like, brought up Cuomo, and I was like, just so, it was throwing this out there, that Lindsey Boylan chick could fucking get it. And everybody was like, yup, 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 yup. Like. Who says no? Nobody. She could fucking get it. She's a hotter Julianne Moore. Yeah. Well. Prime, just, prime Julianne Moore? Prime Julianne Moore was pretty fucking hot, dude. Yeah, it's dude. true. She, I mean, I'm saying, it's that same, it's the same. She's married to an Asian guy? Come on. Irish to Asian isn't that fucking. Take it easy. She's married to an Asian guy? No fucking what, way. What do you fucking care if she's married to an What the fuck? You know, of all the racist shit we've ever said on this show, that bothered me the most. Dude, I mean. I, I don't approve of that sort of like talk. Like, in all honesty. Like, okay. You know, explain to me your reasoning. I mean, the guy looks like Han from Fast and Furious. Oh, you mean the fucking man? Yeah. What are we even talking about? Yeah, he kind of yeah. is the best. I really like You know like how you're definitely getting a hand job in a fucking car if you fucking drift into the fucking parking space that you're getting a hand job in. Mm. You know, you're getting blown on fucking lookout point if you drift right up to the edge. Whoosh. You're getting blown. You got no other option. No. You got to be like, honey, you gotta you gotta shift this weight real quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You gotta pump. You gotta pump the car back onto the fucking cliff. 
that's fun. Uh, so yeah, she's uh, she's ramped up the allegations against Cuomo. I uh, we talk about this all the time, but I revel in the fall from go- fall from grace of Andrew Cuomo because he is a cunt, cocksucker, asshole. Like it's so fucking funny to watch this guy go from being the fucking sweetheart of the fucking earth to now just like everybody's like, Ugh. like remember like people are calling him the real president. He won a fucking Emmy. He recently won an Emmy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you remember, like, April? People were like, he's the real president. And, like, now it's like, oh, that guy's a fucking scumbag. Yeah. That guy's a real piece of shit. But it's like, no, it's not even. It was like he... He's piling up. He was the real president, right? There was the... Him and his brother were like, you know, it was, it was only a matter of time before they had... Homosexuals. Yeah, that was a whole thing. They were saying there was a survey done that they were the most eligible men. There were like women survey. uh, Tinder did a survey of women in New York, and they said that the Cuomo brothers were the most uh, desirable men in New York. You know, there's like billionaires with six packs in New York, right? Yeah, me. Sure. How else am I going to have Bruce Wayne's son? Face off. I, I, I gotta, I gotta also afford the face-off surgery. Yeah, but you got, you got a lot of it on the arm out of sympathy. Yeah, I did get a lot of it on credit. <laughs> Look, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, there are, there are just yeah, just rich dudes that own skyscrapers in New York, and those guys are fucking yeah, whatever. I'm just so glad. I, I love watching somebody who doesn't deserve it and is just blatantly lying. And I'll still bring this, uh, we talked about this early on the show, but like Cuomo lost me for COVID as soon as he said gloves work. When did he say that? Very early on when, um, when they said that uh, hospital workers were getting COVID at a lower rate than people that didn't work in hospitals. And I was just like, and he goes, he gets on TV and he goes, you know what that means? Masks work, gloves, no, he goes, gloves work, masks work. And I was like, gloves don't work. That's why nobody's wearing gloves. All the people telling you to wear two masks right now, by the way, are the same people who were wearing gloves a year ago. Gloves don't work. Shut up. Like, like that's why we all stopped wearing them. We all realized that we were being stupid. Well, yeah, well, no, we, not only that. We, we also, like, I was listening to, uh, I actually listened to a very interesting podcast last night that was, like, breaking down, um, like, the... What, what is this? What is this, Chop Liver? This podcast? Okay, I mean, I'm, 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 I, I listen to other things, right? So that I have just like no, but the way you said it is just like, well, actually, last night I listened to a very interesting podcast. This is like an alright podcast. What no, this is this is. I mean, there's a reason seven billion people listen to this a week. This is it's clearly the best. Yeah, podcast. We have you know literally seven times minimum the listenership of Barack Obama and I guarantee the boss. you. So how many people have Spotify? Uh, hundred million. Sure. Okay. A hundred million people got the email notif- notifying them that Barack Obama was doing a podcast with uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen, and zero of them decided to. Nobody has listened. You didn't even know about it until I said it. It came out three days ago. That's how few people listen to it. Mm. You know how I, you know how I did actually know about it, because mm. uh, Matt and Shane just ripped them new assholes about this for really, yeah, 
They listened to the whole thing? Oh, God, no. They couldn't have. There's no way. I don't think they listened to it. I might listen to it. You're going to be the first listener? I will be the first. They'll be like, we got one. Somebody. <laughs> Dude. Do you think they're going to send like a publisher's clearinghouse style the, fucking the, like. Bl- the blue collar. <laughs> the blue collar Springsteen guys just love Obama. The factory working fucking glory days fucking a fat bitch on the fucking sofa bed. Fucking Jerseyites just fucking also love Obama enough to listen to the. Like, yeah, just two regular guys having a beer. Fuck you. Like, those guys just. Oh, you want to have beers with a regular guy? Yeah. They already have Notes of a Goon. Hey, Barry. Uh, I figured we'd have a couple beers, you know? We'll just talk about things, you know? And he's just like, oh, oh, yeah, I, uh, I'm not good at impressions. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about... he. Uh, Obama t- talks about in the first episode, I just, I saw this somewhere, the, he broke a guy's nose for saying the N-word. What? In high school. There's no way that's true mm-hmm. because he's written three memoirs. Yeah, how have I not, like... There's no way... I read the first one that was about his teenage years. There's no way he has not... There's no There's no way that story hasn't come out. He's lying to the boss. <laughs> I think there should be a performance review, Mike. I think the boss should give him a performance review for lying. Maybe that's the name of their podcast. <laughs> performance review. <laughs> Barry sits down with the boss for a performance review. Commander and the boss. Commander and the boss, dude. That's a fucking... Mm. Fuck. Golly. Dude, they're really... They wanted to do a buddy cop movie, but they couldn't get funding, so they just did a podcast. <laughs> they pitched it. They were like, can we be in the new Lethal Weapon movie? And they're like, no. No, we're not. We're not doing that. That's what his original Netflix deal was. Barack's original Netflix deal was, was for him. <laughs> the commander and the boss. He's like, I'm getting too old for this. And Springsteen's like, you're younger than me. <laughs> Just doesn't look like it's all the presidential gray hairs. No, yeah. so this podcast last night was explaining. They essentially, um, they didn't know, right? Like they had, they had no clue at the time. Okay. Um, but they were just guessing, right? And like a lot of this was like, you know, somebody was on a uh, an empty subway car, and and you know, the, the somebody had been in there with COVID days before, and they got it. And no, but know. it was never it was never a thing where they were saying that COVID gets through your fingers. They were saying that you touch something, and then you touch your face, mm-hmm. and then that's what it was. Yeah, that's not true either, by the way. Yeah, fine, but even if that is true, gloves still don't work. Like. I've said I said this on this show. Gloves are fucking if you're wearing gloves to avoid a virus and you're not constantly we would go through when I was working in the kitchen cuz we were very by the book and I was very diligent about that. We would go through a cup like two or three cooks would go through three four boxes of gloves on a busy night. Wow. Because in order for gloves to actually work you have to throw them out Every time you touch something that may be any piece of meat that's slightly undercooked, an egg, this and that, you scratch your ass, you got to throw your gloves out. Like, people were like, 
I'm I'm watching people walk out of the ha- walk out of the apartment building with gloves on, go to the store. The same people I'm sitting outside, I'll sit outside, smoke a cigar, watch somebody walk out of the house, touch everything with gloves on. Go, go to the grocery store around the corner, come back. So they touched all the stuff in the grocery store, wearing the gloves. They walk right back in the apartment building with the same fucking gloves on. They didn't change the gloves. What's the difference between that and your hands, you fucking retard? It's, it's, like... I like how, like, I'm still angry about a thing that nobody's doing anymore. I'm, I'm just furious at, like, the, the amount of horseshit bogus science, like you were saying, with the Cuomo thing with the gloves, like, they came oh, out it, early on. That it's made not even it, just early on, it's still happening. How so? They closed outdoor dining in California, citing science. When? They closed in, indoor dining here, and they were like, well, it's a reduced... That was bogus. By their own numbers, it was 1.4% of transmissions, right? And all you're really doing is driving people into small in-home gatherings with small... Think about, like, some of the bars we hang out in, Mike. We hang out at, like, the stand, right? Uh, Think about how high the ceilings are in there, Mm -hmm. right? And not to mention their very modern ventilation system that they just installed in the last two years. I'm just saying, was it even, like, look... Any bar is a bigger space than your apartment. I have been in tiny, cramped apartments with 20 people with you over the summer. Agreed. (laughs) We shot a whole sketch where we were governors. Oh, yeah. I'm just, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of like follow the science, like horseshit. Dude, I've heard people say in the same breath. We just don't know anything about this virus. And then a second later, because it's new, it was like, and then a second later, uh, well, logic dictates. It was like, shut the fuck up. Either we know nothing or we know something. Right? Well, 100%. And it's like, I don't know. what What's really fucked me up about it is like with the amount of bogus science that we're getting with the amount of horseshit we're getting he was essentially saying like all of this fear mongering that we're doing right with this fucking virus mm-hmm. and and extending people being scared of it and fucking msnbc and and fox news putting out you know well, now they're pot committed there's no like so that's the thing about that's always been the thing about government once they've said something is evil they're pot commit. First of all, all the people that were like, I understand that people are still dying, people are still getting sick. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why the death rates are lower this year than they were last year. In the in the in the dreaded second wave, because all the people that were going to die fucking died, or a large part of them. You know what I mean? Like, so it was like, and then there's like this thing was like was like, well, people just you know in California they just can't contain it. They don't know. It's like I don't. That's like proof that the lockdowns aren't working. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no like proof that lockdowns really work. Because like some places they worked and some places they didn't work. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so why are we doing them? Like if, 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 if I remember somebody going to me when California and Florida had similar numbers. And people were going, I'm going, well, California's open. Well, Florida's open and California's shut down. And they're like, yeah, but people are having, you know, like underground parties in California. 
I was like, you think the spread from the underground parties, the occasional under is is equal to like arena wrestling shows? And they were just like, well, and I'm like, what do you like? Again, there's no fucking science there. Like, if literally no one left their house for two weeks, I bet still we would just come outside and somebody would get COVID. How? That, I don't know. How do people keep getting it in fucking New Zealand? Well, it's like, all right, so the problem is if if it's... Mike, how do people keep getting it in New Zealand? They literally lock down entire sections of the country every time two people get fucking COVID for two straight weeks where you cannot leave the house and then they open shit up and then somebody gets COVID. Like, it's not a lot. It's not a lot of people. It's not a lot of deaths. But where is it? We don't know. And, like, the amount of fucking insane damage that they're doing to the brains of the people there is probably not good. Yeah, I'm looking at New Zealand's. This is a wild graph to look at. (laughs) Like, they're still locking down. Like, so Dan Hooker, right? was they, not dude. allowed to return to the country of New Zealand uh-huh. for three weeks after fighting it uh, on the Conor McGregor card, right? Okay. He just got to go back to New Zealand this week. Okay. They showed them defogging the plane, like using fucking crazy chemicals sprayed down the plane. I'm fine with all of that shit that they're doing. Then like, kept him locked down for two weeks. I'm just saying, is like any of that, I'm like kind of like fine with that, like travel stuff or whatever. But like the idea that two people will get COVID three people, and they'll shut down a city is fucking insane. It's insane. And it's not the correct way to run a society. Like, I'm just, I am against that. Like, maybe I'm anti-science. I don't know. It seems to be working over there, I guess. They don't have a lot of COVID. But I don't know what the other repercussions are going to be of, like, I don't. What? We'll move move on real quick. <laughs> I, I, all right. Japan has had to create a ministry of loneliness because of the ep- the pandemic. Mm. Have you heard about this? They are appointing a minister of loneliness. I have not. I haven't heard about this. Which uh, I assume will be a man in a long trench coat. Walking with a sword, with his head down in the rain, around the country, at all times. Oh, but I'm the racist. I just outlined the plot of a great show that would be probably a cartoon. I don't know. The Minister of Loneliness? (laughs) And he's just a sad man. Uh, First of all... Do you think a happy person should be the minister of loneliness? I don't think you'd be really get the issue. No, I think a hundred percent. You have to appoint a happy person to be the min. You want to put you want to put a fucking emo teen in charge of. He gets it, Mike. Yeah, fucking my minister of loneliness. I think it'll probably it'll be a big sword, and he drags it slow behind him, Mm-mm. and he's gonna have a big coat with buckles on it, mm-hmm. a lot of buckles. Yeah, and uh, his hair will be spiked up even in the rain. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Okay, I think it should just be a man in a Hello Kitty costume. Well, I think that's probably the way they'll end up going. I mean, if you're, like, 
Japan has the most ridiculous, the saddest place I've ever been. Look up some pictures of maid cafes uh, in Japan. Oh, that's fun. I went to a maid cafe in Japan because a uh, tour guide uh, recommended it. And I had a good time because it was super, it was so silly. But there were some sad, sad men in the maid. And I went to a a hostess bar because I wanted to do all that weird Japan shit while I was in Tokyo. So these are maid cafes. I went to a maid cafe, and there's like it's just very pretty girl, young girls, and they serve you pastries, and they go, they call you master. Uh, they go, hi, master. Hi, well, it's good to see you, and and it's like, it and but there is like some very um, regulars, and it's very sad. Those guys. Golly. There was a guy who wanted to fist fight me in the very well lit maid cafe. Because uh, I guess his girl was being nice to me. But that's her job. It was it was like fun. They were like they like act like anime characters. They come out and they go, "Oh hi, I'll call you master." And it, it, it's like it's a very strange thing. Very it pretty fun. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like it was weird but fun. But um, <clears throat> I learned at that maid cafe, which was seven years ago now. Uh, uh, they definitely needed a minister of loneliness even then in Japan. Well, it's like, I mean, the, all jokes aside, this is like the one country that I've been pointing to since like November, where it's like, yo, their suicide rate is higher than their COVID death you rate. You know, Mike, I'm glad you pointed it out because you're the only one that's done that. Um, you're the only one. Who else has been doing it? Literally everyone. No, dude, not literally everyone. Everybody I know has talked about that the COVID. Yeah, like it was like news stories, like headlines. I saw literally one story about this at the time back <laughs> I in think November. We talked about it on the show, and I've been know? arguing with like. So I keep going back and forth with like because it's like, yo, you and me. You, hold, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Let's not be disjointed here. Who are you going back and forth with? Uh, in particular, I'm thinking of one girl, right? But there are multiple people I know. Does she work in a maid cafe? She does not work in a maid cafe. She does work. That girl would not be lonely. <laughs> so she doesn't. Though, dude, I felt a little dirty when I left. I have been in whorehouses in third world countries, mm-hmm. and felt fine when I left. Huh. Obviously, I felt like I was exploiting those girls, and I, all I did was eat cake. And drink a cup of coffee. Yeah, but I doubt you got called master in a third world whorehouse. No. Yeah. Daddy doesn't have the same weight as master. No. It's better. You can't pay for daddy. No, but they're also like, they're doing the thing. But they also kind of like fuck with you. They like kind of make you sing a song with them. And it's just, it's fucking. They made you sing a song? Or did you want to sing a song, Chris? I mean. Did dude, you want to sing a song with it's them? A, it's a bubbly level of energy in there. <laughs> You kind of want to sing the song. If I was with other dudes I knew, couldn't have gone in there. But I had a blast in this maid cafe. Let me not. And I like, I took, I had the picture. I took the picture and I still have it somewhere of me in the maid cafe. Um, Very just, it's just, I felt so silly. But like, I, at some point they're in, I wanted to believe they were in on it. Does that make sense? How so? Because they're working in a cafe. They're not fucking... They're Japanese. They weren't human trafficked to Japan. You know what I mean? Like, It's like, they, they're, they're like, this is my gig. I could go work in a whorehouse, but I'm doing this because you're more of a chump for being here than in the whorehouse. Sure. 
like prostitution's legal in Tokyo. I think. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Oh, Shane Smith dressed up as a maid in a maid cafe. Yeah. Shane would love that shit. Oh yeah. I mean, for sure, he only has the costume because he definitely is a fan. Mm-hmm. There's just no other way. I wonder if he's ever been. I got to talk to him about that. That's a nice combo for you to have with Shane. Yeah, um, yeah but it's like I, I, I have been having conversations with people who have been because you and me, it's an echo chamber, right? Like you and I. Yeah, we are, kind of a well, we we've never stopped hanging out. And, but we've also both agreed. We both like, and, and we've you've used this exact verbiage on the show before. Like, uh, the solution is worse than the disease. I think I, I'm at the point where I kind of do think that. I mean, five hundred thousand dead. Sure. That's. I mean, I'm. I'm not mistaken. That's U.S. total, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's. But here's the thing. So uh, there was a French. Um, there's a French business school that crunched these numbers, and you know who knows? Like any study can be false but they uh crunched these numbers a while back where this was months ago i think the total was around two hundred fifty thousand. but they said that they believe that the lockdowns in the u.s saved a total of thirty thousand lives and they put the value on the economy that was lost in the thirty thousand lives at six million dollars per life okay and i remember thinking to myself i remember uh stanley sent it to me and i texted him back and i go you can put a bullet in my head fucking right now if you give my girlfriend $6 million. Like, you can literally, if you give my girlfriend and my little brother each $3 million, you could put a bullet in my fucking head. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, what? So, like, like, that's how I feel. So, like, I don't agree that they, like, when people are like, well, if even one life, it's like, no. I, I just don't, like, my life isn't worth the, De- like literally mine it, I I would if you that money six million dollars just like if you piled it up on this table and we'll put it in your we'll put a bullet in your fucking head but this money goes to your fucking family I can't make that money to provide for them mm-hmm. so go ahead right like that's what we're supposed to do as men sure is provide for our families so we're talking six million dollars a head if you're not, you know what I mean? There's guys who can make that in a lifetime. Most guys won't make that in a lifetime. Not in a pile that you can reinvest. You know what I mean? Like You do a lot with that. Bird in the hand. Mm-hmm. Six million in the hand is worth one dead whop. I mean, that... In the that... bush. I guess you'd have to throw me in the bush. I don't deserve a burial is what I'm saying. <laughs> in this scenario. Put him in a bush. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking it realistically five hundred thousand of a three hundred million population, right? Mm-hmm. That is point zero zero one six percent. And also, like a lot of those people were going to die that year. Sure. Like it's a fucking people are like well deaths are overall are up and they're like okay. Like, in 2018, uh, I think it was 18 or 17, there was a, it was an aberrant amount of deaths because it was a nasty flu season or something. It was like, a lot of these people were going to die. Maybe they, they would have lived a year. That sucks. That's not great. 
we don't. We also still don't know how many deaths we've attributed to. Co- I think like. I think probably in the beginning. They weren't attributing enough deaths to COVID, and then now, like maybe it's like because it seemed like because they remember they were saying that in the beginning they were like, yeah, we're not attributing all these deaths to COVID, that may have been COVID because they were like walking pneumonias and this and that, and it's like it's like well, all right, it's like pneumonia can always kill. We said we uh, we talked about that also. It was like pneumonia can always kill a person. I mean, it's no loneliness. Like in Japan, the loneliness minister. <laughs> Who do you think they're gonna appoint? A uh, man, I Shane Smith. Shane, yeah, I don't think they can have a white guy be the loneliness. But if he's in a Hello Kitty costume, though, how would anyone know? Uh, hold on, wait. They actually did appoint a man, um, Yoshi Yoshihide Suga, appointed. Oh, he's the new prime minister after Abe. See, that's the thing about things. When you think you know world leaders. Mm-hmm. And then they switch. Mm. I, I, I'm pretty good at knowing like different world leaders outside of the president of the United States, but then they switch, and it's like, yeah, fuck that. It's years before I catch up. That's why know? I respect Russia. Yeah, they just got the one dude. I mean, it's just like thank you. You yeah. know, you're making it easy for right us retards. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, like, it took Trudeau going in blackface seven times for me to be like, oh, Canada I has a prime dude. minister. Yeah. Prime minister, you say? <laughs> First of all, prime minister. What a fucking... Yeah. What are you, a cut of beef? Yeah. What are you, fucking clergy on Cybertron? Okay. I don't hate it. <laughs> um, so Tetsushi Sakamoto, who is already the minister in charge of dealing with Japan's declining birth rate. Hey, uh, uh, we've been trying to get you to make people fuck. <laughs> so now he, you're not doing great. Uh, we're gonna give you this other job that would probably also benefit from people fucking. <laughs> um, uh, Japan's birth rate still declining. Um, but uh, I, I think we give you this other job. You'll 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 really nail this one. What we basically should have done, uh, we shouldn't have given you the job you already have. We should have given you this job first and see if you could handle this one, right? Uh, handle the loneliness thing, and then maybe the birth rate will go up. Or opposite side, it's like fucking give people little bundles of joy, right? Just give them kids. Yeah, just get them to fucking no. Just like what do you, you think know, the storks gonna bring them. Just breed Dude, them. They literally have developed robots in Japan that'll just hold your hand when you feel bad. That's that, not good. That's the saddest possible timeline. <laughs> like, like that's how Skynet all, wins. Dude, if all yeah, right? It just arm wrestles you. No, 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 dude. Just fucking, just, 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 uh, you know, like fucking babies us into submission. Gets to a point where we are just so sad, cannot interact with another human being, and we need robots to literally hold our hands to get through life. Yeah, but is Skynet really living at that point either? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's just point, about dominance for Skynet? Dude, it's just ones and zeros, baby. Like, yo, straight up, how is having a fucking uh, revolutionary like Kyle Reese actually helping Skynet? It's like, nah. We'll just, like, we'll pacify them into submission. 
I mean, that's, I mean, that's the outcome. Like, Wally is the most realistic post-apocalyptic future. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, it, well, it's been proven this year. It's no, um, because here's the problem with the Wally theory. Um, what are those people contributing? What do you mean? So it's like, what are the people in idiocracy contributing? Their bodies. True. You know what I mean? They need those to like do stuff. In Wally, it's like, yeah, we just have robots that can do all the work, and people are literally just sitting and consuming TV. It's like, well, you know, I mean, there, were, there was a lot of redundancy found out during this pandemic. Uh, it attributes to a lot of the death. You know, a lot of people. Well, I think maybe, yeah, I think after this, I think I do think after this will be a little. I think we'll. People are going to, like, pick up skill. I, I think pick, people are picking up things more. I mean, then again, I could be completely wrong, and it's just me. Mm. You know what I mean? But I feel like the people I know are a little motivated, maybe, to do something new. But then I start talking to, like, the people who are, like, regular, like, people who just, like, had nine-to-fives, and a lot of them haven't done much. A lot of them have gotten a little fat, and they're like now trying to get in shape again mm. and like haven't done a lot of things. But I feel like I do. I learned how to juggle, Mike. I never thought I would know how to juggle. That's a thing. I learned, I, I gotten a lot better at drawing. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, we started this podcast. Yeah. I learned to box. You learned how to fight. You lost, I mean, I lost 20 pounds. How much did you lose? Going on 50. Yeah, I lost. Yeah, I lost. Well, at one point I was down like forty. I think I'm back up. I'm probably more like thirty now. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's but you know some people just were like, man, I'm not doing nothing. Like some, like, but I think there is a good there is a good amount of people who are just like, oh, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna put TV away. Well, I think there is that that side of like where you know the the from that thing that I was reading or listening to last night, right? The the biggest thing about these vaccines and something that I haven't heard anywhere else till this guy was talking about it. And I haven't done any research to back this up. So I'm just taking one man's... What podcast was this? It was Bill Simmons. Um, the sports guy. The, yeah, the number one sports podcast in the world. He had like an expert on... Uh, oh, he had a... It wasn't Bill Simmons being like, here's the thing about these... <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. The Celtics drafted, uh, you know, this guy for the Moderna vaccine. It's like, no, no. Like, he, he had like a real expert come on. Okay. And this guy, like... I like this. He guy. wasn't just complaining about the vaccine the same way he would complain about the designated hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. there were none of that. So it was like the what I what I enjoyed about it, like he kind of prefaced this guy's credentials as like, oh, you were the one who was calling bullshit super early on like wiping down your groceries. And it's like, yeah, that was me. It's like, okay, like now I'm sold on this guy. Um and he was explaining essentially that the vaccines have a one hundred percent effectiveness rate, in that no one who has gotten both shots of the vaccine has been hospitalized or died. I don't think that's true. Mm. Like died of Corona? Oh, of Corona. I think yeah. they've died of other shit. Vac there's been people who died because of the vaccine, though. Really? Yeah, there's been like one, but like very old people, I think. Hmm. So like he was pointing that out. He's like, you know, there is these like outlier stories that like Fox News and CNBC will run with because they want people well, at course. home and afraid of this disease. Well, because that was their the same thing in the beginning of the disease. Like when people, I thought it was very funny when people were talking about um, 
well, you know, kids are getting it now too. And I was like, let me break something down to you. When we were kids, more than one child a year died of chicken pox in this country. Like multiple children died of chicken pox Mm -hmm. in this country. And literally parents would bring their kids around kids with chicken pox to give them chicken pox still. And it was accept it was a perfectly acceptable practice. Of course. Because it was a uh, statistically improbable thing. Mm-hmm. That they, but during this pandemic, one kid would die of COVID and they would go, well, kids are dying now. So what? Like, uh, I, look, I, I'm not saying COVID isn't, like, it's clearly serious. Like, people, lots of people have died. But I just don't know that it would have been as serious if they had just been like, yeah, we're gonna, we're begging you to stop going out. Please wear masks. And we're not allowing large gatherings. I don't know that there'd be much of a difference. Well, I mean, on the flip side, uh, like we're begging you to not do this, these things that you're doing. Like, just please don't. Please go to bars less. We're sorry to bars. We're going to help them out, whatever we can. We're a federal government. We're saying, please don't go. We're saying, wear masks. And we're not allowing you to have big parties. Okay. And I, what were you going to say? Or you could do what Florida did, which was like, yeah, this is lame. When is the earliest we can open up? Oh, now? Cool. Like we will, we will lie. We will fire the people who are supposed to be tracking the statistics of what this disease is doing. We will cheat the numbers every way we can because we need to open this fucking state up. And then they opened it, and things have been kind of fine for Florida. They're doing better than anybody. I was just in Florida. I'm aware. Uh, I'm fine. That's why I'm using that as an example, where it's like they're having people fucking at the Super Bowl, right? They're having people show up weekly to fucking wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's so, like, you know, the, the UFC is talking about we're not going to come back at half capacity for these stadiums. We want sellouts or nothing. And they're legitimately targeting Florida as a possibility to be hosting International Fight Week this summer at full capacity. Mm. Because... You know, it is what it is. COVID well, yeah, is... I mean, look, even after these vaccines all roll out, these liberal places are not, they're not opening. Right. Like New York, if everybody could get a needle in their arm this mo- tomorrow morning, New York wouldn't be open the next day. And that's what this guy was like saying. He's like, because of that, people are not rushing out to get the shot in the arm. And it's like, if you frame this, Fauci, as... Hey, we'll be done with masks by the fucking summer if everybody gets a fucking shot. Then so many more people will go and just get the fucking shot. Dude, I looked into getting the shot a few weeks ago, and I could have like signed up for it or whatever because I'm signed up for Postmates. But like, I, yeah, I just kind of didn't because like, who cares? I, the, the, like at this point, it's like. But and I, mean, I don't want to be one of those people accused of taking a shot away from a black person, you know. Sure. Okay. I don't, get, I don't want to get yelled at. Yet every black person that I talk to is like, I ain't getting that shit. I literally was taught like Phil Duckett came on and did an episode of Without a Country and was talking about the Tuskegee Airmen. Bronx Johnny was talking about the Tuskegee Airmen on High Society this week. 
<laughs> I mean, it's like there is like that inherent bias where it's like, yeah, I mean, the government has done fucked up shit with vaccines to people of color before. So, of course, the inherent. That wasn't what the Tuskegee experiments were, though. What was it? Uh, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was syphilis. It was, was it a vaccine? Yeah, it was syphilis vaccination. Was it supposed to be a vaccine or was it something else? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. All right. But yeah, but that was, I believe, 1939. I, I mean. mean I, I guess. Why would you trust a government, right, that has never once done anything for black people? I agree, I agree, but it's not like it's... The Tuskegee experiments were just black people. The Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male was an ethically unjustified study conducted between 32 and 72 by the United States Public Health Service Center's purpose of the study was to observe natural history of untreated syphilis. Okay. So I guess they just gave them syphilis and then was like, That's what it let's was. see what happens here. I think they thought they were getting... Um, I don't think they thought they were getting a syphilis vaccine. I think they thought they were getting um, just health care. And then they just gave them syphilis and then just kept co- having them come back for physicals and just checking on their syphilis. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, I think you are right about that. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, you'd be rightfully afraid of getting a needle in your arm from the government. After uh, I 100% agree with you, except for the fact that the Tuskegee experiments were done uh, in this way, in a very small place, not on a national level, mm-hmm. and uh, they were done uh, to only black people. Like, if you show up to a vaccination point and you're a black person and it's only black people there, man, don't get the shot. There's one white guy on that line, and you're good. Yeah, but I mean, I've also heard the conspiracy theories where, you know, yeah, Biden got the shot on TV, but that was a fake needle. You think there's going to be a... I'll go with Phil Duckett to get a shot. I mean, look, all, all I'm saying is, like, if I, if, if I was hearing, right, from the leadership of this state, hey, if you have the vaccine, the world is your oyster. Yes. That I'm is, pretty sure I would well, go and get the fucking vaccine. I'd also be morally opposed to them just being like, we're going to check to make sure you have the vaccine. But if they just said, hey, as a society, if we all get these fucking vaccines. Yeah. We can go back, but they're not saying that. They're going, you're going to get the vaccine, and then it's just regular. Yeah. But I think, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, places- Also, just stop. Just First of all, it was always going to be mostly white people that showed up for this vaccine. Mm-hmm. Like, white people are showing up for the free thing. <laughs> like, just... They did that thing in fucking, you know, um, in Washington Heights. They had this center. It was like... Mostly white people showed up to this brown neighborhood. It was like, I don't know what the nearest vaccination... They None of the articles, when that came out, had where the next nearest vaccination point was. And they were like, some of them weren't... A lot of them weren't even from the city. It's like, well, was it still the nearest... You're not telling me a lot of information here. And it's like, all right, so like, should we... These vaccines are going bad. We know that. Should they have just not gotten the vaccines? Yeah, I mean, they should have thrown them out before getting to white people. That's crazy. It's just, we need, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're, this, we need a minister of loneliness because we're all just so alone. We are very alone. Look, loneliness in Japan is apparently, this is the thing about, that's weird to me about it, is it's mostly affecting women, the loneliness. Really? Yeah, just swipe. Go ahead. <laughs> You'd think, like, women just, like, you know, you fucking get some peace and quiet. You're not getting catcalled all the time. Well, get some peace and quiet, but on top of that is, like, women can cure their loneliness easier than men. 
dude, that's the, like that's I mean, a lot of the chicks I've been swiping on. That's another like group of people I've been having this argument with. What sluts that you're banging in a pandemic? No, sluts that I'm swiping on who are like, man, I would love to fuck, but I am genuinely worried about this fucking vaccine or this uh, this disease thing. Just tell them you're vaccinated. Yeah, that wasn't an option until like the last like couple weeks. I'm gonna, I might just I might just start trying that. Yeah. Mm. You want this essential dick in you, ma? Mm. I don't hate it. Yeah, moving on. Here's something we got to talk about real quick. Um, have to. Have to. This is a thing we have to talk about. I think it's very funny. Um, there's a soldier indicted for conspiring with a neo-Nazi group to uh, shoot at his own uh, a platoon. What is it called? His own... Uh, what do they call them? Brigade? Brigade? I don't know. Uh, but he was in the... Uh, we talked about this group of he was a white supremacist was a neo-nazi okay uh the order of the nine angles so i mean they're moving up with adam often remember we were saying like we don't know if they're, they're as tough as adam often but this guy was apparently um uh trying to get people to shoot his own guys in the military he was trying to uh, actively recruit people and he got he he got the he's trying to get the grand jury dismissed because the it was not racially diverse enough. This Nazi was like, eh, this grand jury decision doesn't stand. They weren't racially diverse enough. The balls on this space Nazi. <laughs> if you didn't listen to a couple weeks back, we were talking about these guys. Um they believe that the white race will colonize the galaxy uh, and bring purity to the galaxy. Um, I think it's very just just a very strange, interesting thing. Just like, and then people are like, uh, hold on. Oh yeah, allowing a defendant to be indicted in one division and tried in another opens the door to prosecutorial gamesmanship, where the government can form shop for the racial, gender, and economic demographics of their choice. So he really thinks that some black people will be like, yeah, you know what? I don't think this guy did anything wrong. He was actively trying to recruit people to attack his own military regiment. Okay. Point, counterpoint. What if it was like a predominantly white, racist military regiment? And this dude was like, yo, we got to go get these guys. You know what I mean? That's a good point, Mike. Like, this Nazi could be sitting on trial and be like, yeah, man, I heard that guy. I mean, look, one of the guys who I wanted to pop, I heard him say it. Hmm. He said it. With the hard R. Well, there you go. I mean, if he said it with the hard R. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'm just saying, like, look, there's enough reasonable doubt that could be brought up. They didn't say the race of the people he was trying to recruit to kill the other people in the Army Regiment. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe he was trying to get black people to kill the white people. We don't know. Yeah, maybe he's like, look, these these white people here, right, are not down with, you know, the uh, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, they're not down with the nine angles, so they're clearly impure white people. Mm-hmm. Let's recruit some black people in here and, uh, you know, get them to go kill these honkies. Yeah, I think that's a good... I mean, look, that could be what happened. Look, there. Here's the thing. I think, um, and only he, a racist white grand jury 
would have him in trouble for that. That's that's a good point, Mike. You know, you're really fucking putting this all together for us. Um, it's very weird that this grand jury was in White Plains, New York. Also explains why they were so white. Right in your neck of the woods. That is my neck of the woods. Right? You're from yeah. upstate. It's Westchester County. Yeah. It's in the uh, New York City metro. That's where I would go. Uh, that's where I go drinking on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, yeah, the guy's name is uh, Ethan Melzer, which sounds like a Jewish name. Right? Melzer? That's, that's fairly Jewish. Yeah, right? Sound Ethan? Private Ethan Melzer sounds like a pretty Jewish kid. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing. Is like, well, that well, what's funny is the argument is uh, because the jury grand jury was not racially diverse, it wasn't an impartial jury, which leads me to believe that he was trying to kill a racist white military group. I mean, these are this is an intriguing group, right? Because this is why. Ooh. What would you find? Um, seeing here. Uh, prosecutors accused him of using an encrypted app to send sensitive details about his unit's locations, movements, and security to members of the extremist groups, Order of the Nine Angles, mm-hmm. or 09A, and the neo-Nazi Rape Waffen Division. So, a man called Rape. I mean, I would have to imagine Rape now has his own division of called, the Adam Waffen. Called Rape Waffen. The Rape Waffen. Well... So here's the thing. That the fact that he's got rape involved kind of shows us that he was he is a racist trying to probably murder I guess his black division in the military. What what kind of weird thing is it where you're trying to get your guys to attack your guys? It's a very strange I I don't get the move. You know what I mean? It's not really terrorism. Yeah, I mean, it's like... It's not like they're going to take over the army from there. Mm. It's very strange. It's very strange. Order of the Nine Angles might be more weird. Like, they're like more chaotic evil, right? Why are they chaotic? Why? All right. Because versus... they, they believe in space Nazis? Mm, fair, fair, fair. Versus the, the more regimented and, and orderly... Rape Waffen. Yeah, Rape, rape Waffen. <laughs> Look, we've got to figure this out. Uh, so that... Hold on, wait a second. It's so weird that they didn't even say Adam Waffen. They were just like, we have these two words. We have Adam Waffen and we have Rape Waffen. I think we have... What, what, what news site was that? Uh, starsandstripes.com. Oh, that's what I'm also on. Yeah. I'm, but I'm on a different... You're probably on the... Oh, yeah. Um... So he sent it to Rape Waffen, uh, uh, the Rape Regiment. Just. <sighs> I don't even know what the fuck. If you. How do you sign up for Rape Waffen? You know what I mean? Just like. I think you gotta know rape. No, but you, you, you get what I mean? Like, it's like. How do you feel? So all of these Nazis, right? We we we're working on the assumption that they at least believe they're correct, right? Sure. 
Yeah. Uh, right? I mean, well, mm, not necessarily. How, how do you... Not necessarily that they're right, but that they are... Righteous. Welcome. No, I, I like... All right, so uh, going back to that, like, uh, uh, American History X, okay. they don't necessarily need to think they're right, you know? They could just think that, like, oh, I'm accepted by this group, so I really don't care. I still don't understand how you can be a human and then join Rape Waffen. And you're like, well, like, I don't really know what Waffen means. Maybe rape means something different in German. I mean, it's like, I don't know, dude, if you got fucking... Maybe maybe <laughs> rape means be nice to, and Waffen means black people. <laughs> you think they're that naive? <laughs> I'm just trying to be, you know, the best person I can be. I really do maybe think that Waffen means all races. It's be nice to all races. All Waffens matter. Yeah, all Waffens matter. Oh, um, all right. So I'm looking at this here. Uh, da, 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 da. All right. So I think what they're saying is this is a Telegram channel. Uh, so some Telegram channel administrators appear to recognize the inflammatory and race nature of the content they are hosting and seem to have accepted the possibility of law enforcement monitoring these channels, blah, blah, blah. Um, these administrators attempt to undermine the gravity or intent with disclaimers of sorts. For example, the description of the Holocaust 2 channel reads, a sequel based on the original folktale. <laughs> these are jokes and memes, you kike puppet and fed retards. <laughs> the That sounds like a great place to be. Dude, I kind of want to join Telegram. These guys sound hilarious. Um, the gas me daddy channel description offers this greeting hello splc i'm back note for the feds all rhetoric expressed in the channel is purely harmless rhetoric and should not be interpreted as amounting to any kind of threat and on the rape waffen division channel where posters advocate for the violent rape and description and uh for the uh, advocate for violent rape the description reads rape war soon prepare note for feds complete rape war <laughs> Uh, complete satire, Hail Meth, 1690, Hail Rape, 1589, Hail Crack, 1230, Hail AIDS, 1776. Rape War. So I really That's do... That's all war before 1950. You think they were raping in World War II? Yes, sir. For real? Raping Ann King. Mm, isn't it? Um... So I, I do think this is, I legitimately do think this is like a Telegram channel set up to like rape as our hero. Like I do think this is in memory But of is rape. it iran- ironic the way we're doing it here? Mm, no, I think it's like, well, I don't know. It seems that they are, I don't know. They're pretty into this like, like rape is a real person. Yes. Right, like that has to be. No, no, no. This is clearly real. Like I, I, I'm, I'm being half facetious. Like they're, these are fucking brutal. Fucking. This is the kind of thing where it's like all of those titles you just said sound hilarious. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, but sometimes it's like I don't want to say that the people who are like jokes are bad or right because all of those things sound hilarious. But if they don't mean it to be funny. It's not funny. Well, here's the thing. I do think they I don't know. Like it's it it is a weird it's a weird thing where it's like at what point is like I I've certainly dealt with this just having been to a skankfest or two. Like at a certain point there are people who take ironic racism 
a little too far. <laughs> yes. And it's like, all right, like you you obviously don't get what's going on here. Yeah. But you know, what what am I going to like am I going to fight you for that? <laughs> no. So where are we like it is what it is. Like you as long as you're not actually inciting violence because there are black people here and you're not attacking them. So whatever you believe in your heart of hearts, it's not leading to violence. Yeah, I don't like it though. But I mean, the 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 the, the, the line of demarcation for me is that these guys are actually trying to incite violence. Yes, this guy. Well, this guy's going to fucking jail. Uh, I literally brought this to the show because I thought it was hilarious that this <laughs> clear Nazi, like legit Nazi, was just like, "Man, it's not a racially diverse." grand jury you know we can throw this out and start all over i mean look god bless anybody who's like yeah i'm gonna use your game against you um it's my favorite thing but i'll also throw this out there uh if if you're him also it's like i i don't know man uh, black people hate the cops you know <laughs> like it's like i've been arrested by the cops i'll be like yeah these guys are lying i'm like you ever see that there's that celebrity jeopardy snl sketch sketch uh with uh tom hanks plays the oh yeah black jeopardy yeah the black jeopardy uh yeah not celebrity the black jeopardy one but where tom hanks plays the racist Mm -hmm. uh white guy and he's they're just like all like the black people are all just like you are also correct (laughs) strangely (laughs) like this guy might just be like i'll take my chances with those guys who probably think a little closer to me than these fucking assholes then these hoity-toity fucking, yeah. you know? I don't know. I mean, like, I, I would like to hear what his argument would be in front of a diverse grand jury versus the all-white one that he had I to face in white play. I was kidding! <laughs> you know how jokes be. <laughs> well, think about it. If we, if we all just ganged up on these other guys and shot them dead, what does that really leave us? We don't run the army. He would just do the exact first three minutes of this bit that I did. Now, why come? <laughs> yeah. How, what will we really be at now? Now, I'm just a fine Southern. I'm just a not too smart Southern boy. And this and that. What? What is happening here in this grand jury? Uh, sir, you were part of a group called Rape Waffle. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, we can't. Nobody's co-signing Rape Waffen. Let's, uh, all right, we're done. Just like this show is done, Mike. No, it's not. It's not? It's what, not. What, what are we going to talk Because you had me prepare a bit. Oh, I forgot about this. We can see it for next week. It's not going to be relevant next week. Well, so there's this thing where... Uh, we'll move, let's move on real quick. Now, Lady Gaga... Mm-hmm. Had her dog, French Bulldogs, uh, stolen, right? Mm-hmm. Had they uh, they shot her dog walker? Yes, sir. Is he alive? Uh, as far as I know, but he was shot in the chest. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is offering a five hundred thousand dollar reward. For the dog's back. I have the video. You want to see the video? Yes. Okay. Now, yeah, let's just take a look real quick. Get the sound up. Give me one sec.
you see people get out of the car here. They go to take the dogs. Are French bulldogs worth this much money? I mean, Lady Gaga's are. Did they? They clearly knew it was Lady Gaga's French bulldogs. I would assume so. They're fucking them. Well, this is a bad romance. That guy really put up a fight for those dogs. Yeah, dude. Nothing. So Lady Gaga, after watching this video, I assume. Uh, said that she $500,000 reward for the return of the dogs. No questions asked. None. Not a single question will be asked if you return the dogs $500,000. No questions asked. That man fought for his life and then got shot in the chest. Mm. No questions. We're not, I don't care where you've been with these dogs, who you are, nothing. Thanks for them back. Here's here's a bag full of five hundred thousand um, dollars. She's a bad person. Um, luckily, uh, you remember the movie Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Of course. Well, there's a better pet detective. Do you know who that pet? Yes. Yeah, so, if I was being questioned. I'd be like, I'm not painted. Listen, cops, I don't know anything about no dogs. See? I don't know anything about no dogs. What do you, you think you're a pet detective? We don't got no pet detectives. I don't see a single one of us. You can't find the dogs. And then all of a sudden you'd hear, and I'd be like, oh my God. Oh my God. Look, I still, I don't know where those dogs are. I'm not, I'm not playing this game, copper. I don't know where the dog, look, I maybe saw something. I saw, I saw, I saw something happen outside. I don't, I'm not really, look, I, 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 I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm a all right, all right, all right. Look, 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 look. Listen, DMX pet detective. I'm a ah, oh, Jesus, please calm down, DMX. Uh, uh, Look, I saw I saw something. Uh, the license plate it's it's a little it's a little blurry in in my maybe it's L G. I I don't remember the make. Oh God, Jesus! All right, it was a white Honda Accord. All right, it was a white Honda Accord. I I don't I don't remember which way they went. I just please I'm not a snitch. All right, all right, Jesus Christ! They went left down Sunset. Just go down there. I don't know anything else. All right, it was my cousin, Mike. All right, DMX, just fucking leave me alone. Please stop hitting me. Jesus Christ, it was my cousin, Mike. I don't remember which cousin, Mike. I've got four of them. I'm Italian. All right, it was Mike Lanza. It was my cousin, Mike Lanza. He still lives with his mom in the basement. Just go over there. It's on 65th Street. And that's DMX Pet Detective. <laughs> Roll credits. You're welcome, Lady Gaga. We'll take that $500,000 anytime. Good night, folks.
Say goodbye. 